Wait, are you saying you took a snapshot of your phone? I took a snapshot on the... Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, oh, I actually, in order to, in order to, to start, it, there's a thing. I go to more on Skype, and it says start recording. Right underneath it is take snapshot. And I accidentally hit take snapshot. And now there's a picture of this call floating around in the ether for the next 30 days. So... <laughs> Take Excited. that, use it, whatever you want to do. Don't hack this. Don't hack this. Uh, Zach really does not want to be here anymore, so I'm going to let him go ahead and go with the news. Wait, what? So, 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 WB made an announcement. They killed movie theaters. Move on. <laughs> I don't know if they killed movie <laughs> no, they theaters. They, they killed they movie theaters. They definitely killed movie theaters. They, they are now dead. No, they will all die. They will all suffer the same fate as Hopkins. Christopher Nolan killed movie theaters. Christopher like, Nolan killed movie theaters. theaters. Christopher well, Nolan primarily works with Warner Brothers, so Warner Brothers killed movie theaters. That's actually a good point. I will let, uh, Okay, so this is this would be my take out. Take out all of the details of it. Here would be my thing. Christopher Nolan badly wanted his movie out in theaters. He said so. Not just Warner Brothers. He wanted it out there. He wanted people to go to see it in theaters because he's not American. He doesn't know how bad it was in America. It's such a huge market for his films, and it was a bad idea. And people died for it. But anyway, uh, he did it, and he pushed for it. And, he, and the whole point that I've been making from the very start is that no movies should have been opened. They should have given money to theaters, and then they should have waited to this point where they could have sat down and not worried and no one would have been worried and everything would have been fine. And then when the second wave came, but the vaccines were a possibility, then you put out the content because you still have to film new content. And this was all, if as long as everyone worked together, it would have been better. But everyone would just like, like this movie tonight, everyone just went for their own selves. And everyone went cutthroat, and no communication was made, and it all went to shit. Because Warner Brothers had the best back pocket ace ever. They had six hours of a Zack Snyder cut, guaranteed content, that they were going to put out, that people have been talking for, about for a year. And it was going to lead to new So they decided, hey, we've got this new thing we're going to put out in a few months. They said it. It's coming out in a few months. And we're going to make a bunch of money from it. So why don't we put out an entire catalog's worth of films for a year because we're going to be making our money anyway? And they had that chance, and they jumped on it. Rather than going, we should help everyone months ago the way Disney and Warner Brothers and Sony and Paramount should have. But they didn't. Everyone just said, let's wait and see what happens. But really it was, let's see if this actually does kill off the theaters for us. And then it did. And now everyone's looking at everyone else like, uh, it was Mr. Plum in the, in the room with the can't know. This should have been solved. Mm. And now it didn't. And now everyone looks greedy and selfish and weird. But also, you kind of got to hand it to Warner Brothers. They had the point. They had the chance to do it. And they took it. And that will forever be talked about in the history books because Zack Snyder was able to give them six hours of content that people will be talking about for a whole year that was that's movie quality movie quality dude this was four cinema six hours of content that's four cinema plus new stuff with the same people like that's yep. guaranteed money 
money in the bank, subscriptions in the bank. They had that, and they were like, you know what? Let's do this. Someone's got to do it. Let's do it. Tired of waiting. The vaccine's coming. Let's do it. Someone had to, and they were the ones who could, and it is a, it's a dick move. But at the same time, that, uh, that's all that's left. There's nothing left but dick moves. Yep. I mean, next year's, like, stuff is, is like, unbelievable. I mean, between Kong versus Godzilla, Wonder Woman 1984, Dune, The Matrix 4, Space Jam 2, like, that's Suicide Squad? What? That's the one you highlight? Matrix Dude. 4. Space Jam 2. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. I mean, it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, it's an entire year's worth of film. Dude, I don't, I don't know if you, you, you've been watching the production of Space Jam Two, dude. But I'm like excited for that movie. Oh, it's legitimate excitement for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Um, no, I have not been watching the production of it. I'm just, you know, they, I've lo- I, it, I love the soundtrack. <laughs> I don't love the movie. They, they are they are literally creating a Warner Brothers cinematic universe with it. It's amazing. This should be my take on Space Jam. And it's I've produced watched. by Coog- Ryan Coogler. Come on, Galax. I mean, look, I'm not saying it won't be a good movie. I'm just saying I'm not excited for it. Maybe I'll be excited when I watch it and go, this is a great kids movie, and it makes me nostalgic for something that I was nostalgic for. But here's the thing. I've gone back to Space Jam. Space Jam is like a best friend that you grew up with that is not a best friend, but a good friend you grew up with that is a good friend that comes to all the friends things. But like, honest to God, you could take or leave this guy. You you know, if he if he just like walked in the house one day and was like, I'm moving to I'm moving to Tampa and I'm, you know, don't have a, 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 the ability to contact people. Well, I'd be like, good luck, man. Enjoy life. You know, if I, I never see you again. I'm good. But that's how I feel about the first movie. I don't feel that way about the soundtrack. Soundtrack, I feel very connected to. Soundtrack is a huge, huge thing in my life. I, I very much love. I've, I'm waiting for the day that thing comes out, like, excessively on vinyl for a lot of reasons. But, like, <laughs> I, love, I love the Space Jam soundtrack. Uh, the movie, as I've watched it over the years, yeah, Michael Jordan isn't that good. And also, it has a lot of weird holes. Lola Bunny's a little weird. Um, it pushes for steroids. It's weird. It's a weird movie. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, Michael Jordan wouldn't live in that house. That's not his kids. I, 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 there's a lot about that movie that as an adult I just am so befuddled by that I can't get into it nostalgically anymore. Now it's just something that, like, I knew as a kid. That as an adult I'm like, you, you're weird, bro. It's yeah. like the, it's friend that you had that would like burn ants with a magnifying glass you're like cool man we're in the same neighborhood and so we hang out but like we're adults but 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 lebron james i don't care about sports i i honestly couldn't tell you who lebron james played for outside i'm guessing the lakers yes there you go that was a guess honest to god guess i'm not (laughs) you ask me about silent artists of the 1920s i'll get you brother because that's me that's my interest like LeBron James isn't the calling thing. Coogler is the guy who I'm like, okay, Coogler, he knows music very well based off the Creed movies and Fruitvale Station. He has, uh, he knows, he's made a good uh, uh, find out of cinematographers. And I, I just think he makes good films. So if he's producing this, he hopefully is going to have good people involved. 
and I'll be interested. But I'm I'm excited because of the people that are coming together to make something they enjoyed as a kid. Like people are afraid of nostalgia, and in a lot of ways, yeah, that is scary. But sometimes when good people come up and they do it, that's great. That's why Spielberg shouldn't have made Ready Player One. Somebody who grew up loving Spielberg should have made Ready Player One. It should have been someone who yeah. understood nostalgia, not someone who created it and is in some ways either a god in his own way about that approach egomaniac or someone who's kind of nihilistic about it and thinks you know eh, whatever or maybe even worse jaded but i think it's the same thing here i like the people involved with it It, i may enjoy the movie i haven't seen a lick of footage and i love bugs bunny i and and i love all those characters i grew up with them like tiny tunes i love that stuff but that movie uh doesn't hit me nostalgically as a movie elements hit me nostalgically um more than the movie as a whole does the movie as a whole is just sort of like dude why are you wearing a hoodie at my wedding all of the friends are wearing a tux yeah what are you doing what are you doing i hope your older brother the 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 younger brother who's going to come up here in a little bit to party with us is going to be cool words out that your little brother's got some cool friends you know, hang out with some guy named LeBron everybody loves, and I love his friend Googler. So maybe your little brother's going to be awesome. I don't know, but you, dude, are wearing flip-flops at a wedding, so. True. True. Yeah, I, I, that's just how I approach the first film. Um, I don't want to dwindle your excitement for it. Um, I, especially if the biggest attachment for you is um, Bugs Bunny and all them, because I love the Looney Tunes. There's some other reasons, but they have to do with like other stuff that's come out about the movie. Lola Bunny, got it. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it, it, it's it's very interesting with what they're doing with it. Um, the entire um, the entire backlog that they're launching next year is very intriguing and, and a little disturbing. I've I saw a trailer that recently that kind of made me question life a little bit. What was that? Tom and Jerry. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. It it's uh it's um what's her name? Oh, God, she was in Kick Ass. Uh, the first Kick Ass. Both Kick Asses. Chloe Chloe Grace Mortis. Yeah, it's Chloe Grace Mortis's new movie. I'm just like. That's the kind of thing that I want to look into who made it because that's the kind of thing where I watched like the trailer for the Three Stooges movie that came out a little bit ago with Will Sasso and uh, Sean Hayes. And I was like, oh, this looks uh. – and then I looked at Made It and I was like, the Fairly Brothers? And then I looked at like how passionate they were about the Stooges and I was like, yeah. okay, I kind of want to look – I kind of want to it, uh, And it's not bad. If this it, turns out to be someone that I love in the animated world who actually loved – It's comedy, the guy who made Fantastic Four too. Uh, the Silver Surfer one? Yes. Well, I liked Silver Surfer. He looked pretty cool. I'm proud of you, Alex. <laughs> I Proud of me of liking something? Thanks, man. I'm an adult, so it'll be a long <laughs> yeah. time to figure that one out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how the Tom and Jerry looks. I'm assuming it's 3D. Um, yeah. Well, it's, 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 uh, it's uh, live action and with the characters being 3D. Well, here's the thing, man. Like, unless the story is incredibly insane, it's really hard to fuck up Tom and Jerry. So, like, it's super easy, man. Like, 
I, I if you make a Tom and Jerry movie, hats off, bro. You it, just, a- it just it just looks really weird. And uh, the, those in the animation looks weird. Yeah, it's it's three D animation alongside live action. It's not even like oh. hand drawn. Yeah, it looks weird, and it's oh. like yeah, yeah. It it looks weird. It looks yeah. like it doesn't belong. There's a movie from 1996 called The Stupids with Tom Arnold, and it was like this live-action family that was really stupid. Just like, that was the joke. They were the dumbest people. And you know what? Kind of recommend. Kind of recommend. And and, uh, they had these animals that were the worst, like, early, early computer graphics fake pets I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that sounds painful. K monster level commercial Oof. The, the CGI, but um, you know what? Kind of, kind of recommend 1996 Tom Arnold with Carpool and the Stupids. If you want to see Rachel uh, Lee schoolgirl outfit, Carpool. Interesting. Um, yeah, I just like it, it's weird and it's kind of weird to see like Chloe Grace Mortis that, but you know, you always think of her as your little sister in a weird way. I don't nowadays. I'm actually she's an adult, man. Well, she, she's also literally my sister's age, so so it's like. Well, okay. I mean that makes sense. Um, so, uh, so so so, so you guys are younger than me. That's fair. But for me, it's more like yes, she was very young and kick-ass. But also, I recently saw her in something. Um, uh, I don't remember what it was, but she was like really great in it. And then she also did that that um, movie where she has a romance with another girl. I think the education of Charlie. No, no, that's education of Charlie Banks. No, this is education of something else. But um, she looks really good in it. Uh, the miseducation of Cameron Post. There you go. It's a super long name. Um, but I'm really liking her these days as a as an actual adult actress. I think she's really. Really good. Oh yeah, I, I I agree. It's just it's just kind of weird sometimes to watch movies with her, just because she is the same age as my sister, and you kind of think of her like that. Uh fair, I guess. I don't. I have. I'm the youngest. I have an older sister. She's older than me, so like I don't uh, really think. And she's also super close to my age. She's like pretty much the same age as me, so I don't yeah. really think about that sort of thing. But I do. I find it very interesting that Chloe's that. Chloe Grace Moretz was in Kick-Ass at a very young age, was great in it, and was, like, in Neighbors 2 with all these other, like, girls. And, like, she's an adult. She's she's also really funny in Neighbors 2. The Neighbors yeah. is very good. Um, I think she's really grown up to be pretty pretty awesome. Same thing with Kristen Stewart. I, I've really pushed for Kristen Stewart. Like, not, not only just the movie she just made. Like, she made I, – I really want to watch Underwater. She put out, like, three movies last year that did not – do well just because yeah. I, they were marketed properly or went to the right places and i think people were going to go back and look at at least one of them and be she like, uh kristen stewart's kind of come out as a very interesting actress in in recent years um she she has definitely jumped out of her thing uh i actually saw the trailer to her newest movie happiest season which kind of intrigued me a little bit yeah i heard some i i want to see it but um, I also hear people talk about how her and Audrey Plaza had really good chemistry in that movie and how they would have been really good. So I'm interested. Just, I didn't even know Audrey Plaza was in it. But um, yeah. she also did uh, the Charlie's Angels movie last year. She looked yeah. 
disappointed in that. The movie looks somewhat horrible. Uh, I, uh, no, not horrible. It, I would not say that, but I also just didn't necessarily know uh, what the story was from the trailer yet, and I was also avoiding it. That kind of kept me at a distance, and it says a lot about what I've taken back from trailers. <laughs> she looked great in it, and Underwater looked great. Underwater looks really good. And then Personal Shopper. I want to see that, too. I've, I've always kind of been a big fan of Audrey Plaza just because of uh, Parks and Rec, though. She, same here. And, um, but she's also, yeah, she's supposed to be really good in Happy Season. But, like, mm-hmm. I, I, Warner Brothers, in terms of, like, hashtag back, back to Willow, uh, for when it comes to Warner Brothers and their decision, somebody had to make it. They had the leg up. I'm not surprised because the only thing left are dick moves. No one's thinking about the whole scheme of theaters anymore. It's every man for themselves right now in a business that was slowly. It's like, it's like this movie in a lot of ways. Like the, the theaters were the force they were dying. And like Warner brothers came in and totally pushed for it while at the same time feeling that they needed to support what they needed to support. And like, really it's just things are dying. You will die. Everything dies stop worrying about it yep so like that would have been a lot better if somebody would listen to the kid running around being like hey let's not be filled with hatred and think for ourselves and like actually work together at this and by the time he does it's too late mistakes are made people are dead and things have changed and that's where we are like no one listened to the kid running around it's true it's sad yeah. So, in in less sad news, uh, the world can welcome Elliot Page. Oh yeah, that's right. Ellen, Ellen Page came out as transgender. That's right. Good uh, for and and they did officially also at the same time announce that they're gonna address the character, her character, his. I apologize, his character's oh, dude, transition listen. in Umbrella Academy. Listen, yeah, if, this sub- if this subject comes up again in like 50 years, I'm still going to screw it up. I'm still going to mess it up, no matter it's how okay. hard I try. It's okay. You well, eventually- this is going to be an adjustment period. Like, It's okay. As long as you're willing to admit that, then I don't think it's an then I don't think I don't think anyone has an issue with it as long as you're willing to accept that. that I, listen. Just work, yeah. Same thing with me. I don't think. It's all I'm saying is it's, like, it's yeah. going to be an adjustment. Like, it's. I gotta. It's gonna take some getting used to. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I like to think of it as that when you look at uh, o- older people from older generations and they just have these ideas that you can't, you'll never be able to to explain to them. That's just it's just one of those things where they will never be able to naturally switch that button because you just can't teach an old dog new tricks. I think that's one of them. We're like, I'm just never never going to get used to it. It was embedded to me at such an early age that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. And the transition happened when I was like not paying attention. Yep. So that that's some, one of those things where like I will work on it, but I also want to admit that I'm working on it and also hope that the, the hope that the, my intentions are clear, which is I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm just... Yeah not very good at this and probably will never look like i'm never going to learn certain technical things i'm never going to be able to game on the level of anybody else just because i didn't it, i'm never going to learn how to play the piano it's just never going to happen so you know just i'm not beating myself up for it and i'm also not walking up to the piano and like banging it to piss people off so it's true i i hear you chris yeah 
Okay. It happened. But good, good for them for for coming out, and I think they did it in a, a awesome way. I, I I liked their just their nice written letter and yep. put it out in the world, and they just sort of made it very clear how they want to approach it. I thought that yep. was cool. Um, they did make like a flashy thing out of it. Like I remember when they went on. I think it was, I think it was Fallon. It, it may have been Seth Meyers, but it was right around the time that Jesse Smollett had his whole thing happen, and yeah. it was right at the beginning, and people like genuinely thought that Smollett had been attacked and, and things hadn't been muddied. And uh, Elliot came on and was so passionate about it, so passionate about the pain that what they went through, and I was like, man, she like they uh, they seemed really um, passionate about this, like. And at the very end, they were like, by the way, oh, yeah, please watch Brother Academy. Please watch Brother Academy. I'm so sorry I'm talking about this. Like, I came to promote a show. I'm so sorry. It's super good. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like, maybe, they're, maybe their, priority, but their priority, priorities are way more about um, their activism than their acting sometimes, especially around now. And I think the way that they approached it was very simple and very, like, yeah. to the point. This is how I want to be approached. This is how I've approached the situation. I've made this decision. And um, I'm bringing you all in on it. So people were like, why is it news? I, w- I want to be the day when something like this isn't news. And I'm like, it's not. it shouldn't be news that they have come out as trans. It should be news that the celebrity has made a massive decision in their life that they should get support from. Like, yeah. in any way, if a celebrity came out and was like, hey, um, I'm moving from New York to L.A., it's a big thing, I'm moving away from my family, it's a big change in my life, and I'm, but, you know, I'm saying goodbye to my friends, and I'm writing a letter now, and, you know, I'm, this is a big moment in my life. Like, I, I, that's how I felt when I read it. I was like, oh, wow, okay, they made a massive decision, they're coming out in the open with it, they're sharing it with everyone, and all they're really asking for is support in this, like, change in their life. And if you're a celebrity, if you're on TV, like that's going to be news. I don't see anything that's wrong with that. I don't think it's news that what what they did. I think it's news that they did something and asked for support from it from their fans and the world, really. Yeah. That's celebrity and that's fame. So celebrity did. Yes. Um, did you guys hear about... Uh, I think I I don't know if I know her first name correctly, but is it Latitha Wright? Latisha Wright. Oh yeah. There you go, Latisha yeah. Wright. Uh, that's no. a crazy story, right, guys? Um. Um. No comment. Yeah. No comment. Nobody has any comment. It's. It's. Something, man. That's all. Oh I my god! Say. It's so crazy, though. Like, yeah. She like obviously is very opinionated about things. She seems like, based off of the research that I've done, she seems like someone who is very religious and has spoken about um, mental issues that she's had before with depression and other things. Um, She also has a lot of work coming out. So she's got a lot of stress, and she's got a very busy life. She talks constantly about how God is a very important thing in her life, that you need to stay true to your beliefs, you need to stay true to who you are. So when she did not believe that taking the vaccine for the movie was something that she wanted to do, 
um, she spoke out about it. And the problem I don't think is necessarily what she believes. I think it's an iffy time. And personally, I think people should trust something if they've done the research on their own. It seems like she's confident in what she's done and is standing by it. That's the second problem. To the point where she doesn't want to be in this movie if she doesn't have to be. And that's a huge, massive decision. Like yeah. for your career, or and because we live in a world that a st- where people don't go to see Wright's movies, they go to see the characters that Wright's play, that characters that Wright plays. Like she plays, yeah. she plays Shuri. People fell in love with Shuri, not her, especially so early in her career. So like that is a that's a massive, massive thing for kids who were looking up to her and how important that movie was because that movie was very important. That's not even mentioning mentioning anything that happened with um, uh, Chadwick Boseman. But, like, let's take that out of it. (laughs) Like, Coogler had to write a new movie because Boseman uh, and his passing, whether that was planned or not, this was not, which means he has to write another one. And there's a pandemic going on. So, like, time is passing on Black Panther and its universe and how they can approach it again. I think, honestly, they just put that shit on the shelf and come back and approach it when they've got the MCU's cards figured out. Yeah. As sad as it is, just because Wright put herself (laughs) somewhere she don't want to be right now. She's checking the stand. Yeah. That's fine that she wants to take a stand, but that's, I think Disney's got to just accept that it's not coming in 2022. Not not if she doesn't want to be in it and she's a massive part of it. If she's not a massive part of it and they can still make the movie, then that's fine. I mean, she's, I don't really think it needs to be such a big deal. The sheer fact that she's making no qualms about what she believes in and how she's approaching the situation. She's not treating Disney like the end-all, be-all and all this. She's treating how she believes uh, the situation needs to be handled as the way she wants to handle it. So I, I think maybe it's because she has so much work ahead of her. Maybe she feels like she'd be safe in her career. Maybe she feels like she can do other things. I don't know, but she doesn't give a fuck so <laughs> i mean to a certain respect i do to a certain respect i do respect her for that but um at I, the same I, time I, it's kind of a stupid decision well you have to you also have to ask the question why are they making movies right now anyway true they like let me put it this way why are they making big budget movies right now anyway like you can make small independent films you can get small crews together, but why are you making Black Panther 2 right now? That's so many people. Batman was able to get filming done, but there was an outbreak on set. Even the main main cast member got it. So, like, yeah. that, that's because, like, a breakout happens once, and then you've got your movie under control. That doesn't mean that that's the template now to how you make movies. Just, you know, take your chances and gamble that the people you put on set or whatever or like, no. Like, that's the real thing here, and she can make that argument. We shouldn't be making another movie right now simply for the quarantine. And that's, I think, a kind of a fair argument. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, so Chris, yes, we had an episode this week. Yeah, the child oh, no, got no, stolen, no, no, no. and it got grew, it grew powerful in the forest. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are talking about Mandalorian. Got it. But we saw Boba Fett. Yes, he's we back, saw, and we, we... he's not as useless as I wished he would. I wish he was. Um. And he kicked a lot of ass, way too much ass for someone who had accidentally had a stick slammed into his jetpack. The jetpack then um, propelled him into the side of a sail barge, and then he tumbled into the mouth of a sarlacc pit and sat there for less than five years until he crawled out and wanted his armor back and gave and gave Ming Na Wen the real Milan. A mechanical stomach. See, so this is my... This Star is, Wars, everyone! This would be my <laughs> question overall about okay. this, this episode. I, um, first of all, everyone's really happy about the show, and I think that's great. And it makes me really want to watch it. But once I heard that he came on, I was yeah. like... It just, it just, it, it, I knew this question would have to be asked if he ever came on. And it doesn't really upset me. I knew it was a possibility. But why the fuck didn't you just make a goddamn Boba Fett show? Why didn't you just make a fucking Boba, Shet, Boba Fett show? Why didn't They're you make it to. fucking That's 10 years plan. ago? I don't give a shit. Like, I just... You should have done it years ago. Why are you stepping with this Mandalorian stuff and be like, here's a guy in a Boba Fett suit. Maybe Boba Fett's here. You guys yeah. are cool with that? Hey, Timothy the Oliphant is great. You take that back. Yeah, Tamara Morrison was... was- pretty great i'm not gonna lie it's just pussyfooting around man it's like it's like yeah man, I, I i do you like me do you like me you send me no you like just let's just <laughs> go out like what are we talking about here like i i, I get the you Mandalorian man seems to be a show about the star wars universe now and not about an actual character which is fine i have no problem with that but like this is what i wanted years ago and you're giving it to me now. Kind of, kind of disappointed in how late to the game and how just sort I, of like shady you're doing so, all this. So, 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 uh, actually, this is kind of interesting because uh, what you mentioned here now is actually kind of interesting because you remember a few months back before season two started, and they were talking about how Pedro Pascal had left halfway through filming, which I don't think actually happened, by the way. Not but, anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, it, I don't think it happened. No, I don't think it happened. But I can. Un- but he did say he was frustrated with the creators because they weren't focusing on his character as much. And I can understand that now. I can see that now. This is yeah. gonna be another Joss Whedon. I don't think this is gonna be another Joss Whedon. I don't think Pedro Pascal is gonna leave. I think he just wants them to focus on Din Djarin more. Here's the thing: like, it could happen a bunch of different ways. Either Disney was like. We need to make a show to usher in all the things in the Star Wars universe so that we can make other things and other shows out of it um, and marvel it up real quick. That could have been something that happened, and then he was like, hey, man, this is a show about me, right? It's supposed to be a show about me, right? And there was drama. And that drama led to rumors and led to something and then got fixed at some point. And now everything's okay, but eventually we heard about some of it. But in my opinion, yeah, that's the thing. Disney doesn't need him. And they've proved it now by just shoving Ahsoka and Boba Fett and all these characters at uh, you. And it's like, hey, I'm going to have a top... show. On the topic of that, 
They just announced that Rosario Dawson is signed on for, I think, three movies and two more seasons. First of all, that's good. Because yeah. that's supposed to happen. That's a character that people love. It's supposed to come around. Sure, that's fine. Boba Fett is the hint. Not her. Like, that, yeah. that is what, that, like, that's what people are excited about. That's why you have that show in that period of time. But is it really about the Mandalorian and the baby? Or is the baby just there to be like, hey, Yoda. this guy looks like Boba Fett. I look like Yoda. Welcome to the Star Wars Universe show. And it's like, cool. Cool. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't know if I'm like being jaded about this. I don't know if I'm like pissed off because they finally gave us what we wanted 10 years later. I'm just being spoiled about it. I don't know if I'm the asshole here on this. But there's just something about all this that I'm like, guys, come on. Like... This episode was uh, also directed by Robert Rodriguez. Want to point that yes, out? Yes, I did. I did hear, and I'm excited that people are talking about him more. When he's good, he's good, and when he's bad, it's pretty bad. But he's <laughs> never, never not passionate, and he always yeah. puts something into the work, and he's never not thrown everything he can into a vision. He is just—he's yeah. like the—he's a lot like Sam Raimi in the sense that he'll do anything to get a shot at. But I. And I'm glad people are talking about him. And I, I again, don't think that anyone, there's no aspect of this that tells me this show is bad. Everything no. I'm talking about is in the realm of the franchise and my approach to how they should go on with it in the future. So, yes, we're finally getting something everything always wanted. But at the end of the day, why don't you just make a fucking Boba Fett show? True. We also know the last two directors. So the next episode's directed by Rick Fuyama, and, and the week after that's John Favreau again. So. So there's only two more left? Yep, there's two more episodes left of the season. Well, I'm going to be working six days a week for the next month or for the next foreseeable future. I will do my best now that the season two is ending and I can sit down and just watch two seasons right in a row, which is always fun for any show that's good. So I'm excited for that. I just yeah, don't it's... know if I'm going to get a chance to get to it. Yeah, I'm a... It's a good show, dude. I think you'll like it a lot. It's very, very Western. It feels very Western. Um, it, it's good, dude. I think you'll like it. It's the cast is incredible. The episodes are great. It's it's got an all star lineup of directors, which is kind of awesome too. Yeah, I mean, nothing about this um, is not. I, I I am going to watch it. I am. I'm just, as a fan of Star Wars, and has I, I Chris has made me more of a fan of Star Wars. Chris has made me more, uh, care more about the series because I care about his care for the series. I care about how it's approached now, and the continued non, the continued not knowing of what's going to happen in the future is just anxiety ridden for me. Like, of like I just don't know what they're going to do. Like. Is it just going to be movies set in that period now with, like, three movies starring Ahsoka? Like, what are we doing here? Like, it's 30 years of going? content. Oh. Really? Yeah, uh, between episode six and seven, it's 30 years. Wow. That's, like, the... Me- that, that, to me, feels like Star Wars is the guy who went to college after being, like, the coolest kid in high school didn't do well and made the choice to go back and live in his parents basement 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. This, like, Mando is the Mando is great, but that brings me to an important point here, and I'm gonna. I am not gonna lie. Okay, I've had. I'm not gonna lie. I'm had, I've had a pretty bad few weeks, and like a lot of negativity is about to come up. But like, it, it does bring me to an important point here. Like, the moment I saw Baby Yoda or Grogu, now back in season one, I knew I had a gut feeling down in my stomach. This was no longer the Mando show. That was literally episode one. Yeah, this was no longer his show. Honestly, I think we would... Nobody cares. Okay, every time an episode comes out, nobody talks about Mando. Nobody talks about Mando himself. It's always about, it's Ahsoka, or, like, it's Bo... It's it's Bo... Like, they're talking about Bo-Katan, or... Like, they're talking about the Grand Animal Thrawn name drop. They're talking about Boba Fett. They're talking about everything else. Everything else about this show trends on Twitter. Except for the main character. Well, let me, let me the ask... The titular this, character. That's my conclusion. This is what I would say to this. You're not wrong. Nothing you're saying is wrong. However... Son I- of a bitch! This would be my point to this. The show is heavily referencing another show that happened years ago in the 70s. Series several of films. shows that'll happen after it. Uh, well, well, what I'm saying, I just want to talk about one specific idea here, and that is Lone Wolf and Cub. I've talked about it before. Other people have. I'm sure you've heard of it. I haven't watched it, really want to, especially if I can get HBO Max back. But um, it says in the title, both of them. The Mandalorian is called The Mandalorian. The really easy answer to all of this is that they, the, I wouldn't say answer, but the answer to this problem and the question about how this could have been fixed a long time ago is don't call it the Mandalorian. And my question to you to make this more fun was now that you're two se- almost two seasons in, Chris, what would you call this show to like get, avoid this entire issue? Because well, if it was if called, it was called else, Mando and the Child, I would have had, oh, it's, so it's called Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. Um, Star Wars Underworld. I think you would have cared less about that as you kept watching Star the show. Wars After Dark. All your fanboy fantasies come true. So, so no, the earnest, so earnest. hold on, hold on, hold on, guys, hold on. So, Chris, you can you can fact check me on this one. What I'm about to say. So, it's gonna be true anyway. You're gonna fight to. Anyway. No, 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 no. You can you can fact check me on this one. Um, before they made Mandalorian. George Lucas was working on a live-action Star Wars show for years under the title Star Wars Underworld. He which was, dropped it. I think he dropped it before it, Revenge of the Sith. Yes. This was supposed to be the aforementioned Boba Fett show that many of the plot elements eventually got ported over into becoming The Mandalorian. I well, think 1313 before that. 1313, The Underworld, The Mandalorian. It, it, yeah, you're right. Um... I think if they had kept the name Star Wars Underworld, I think a lot more of this issue would have been better because Underworld's very generic. You're dealing with a bounty hunter character still, and there's a lot of kind of backwater Underworld type things that are being dealt with in this show. I think it's a little on the nose, but yes, it would avoid the problem. Is there a title either one of you guys for fun now that you've seen the show to this point? What would you call it? And and the thing is, if it was called Mando and the Kid... 
You would, Chris, I guarantee you at this That's point, a great band name. Someone should take it. That's a great fan band name. Someone you would, should absolutely take that. You would have liked the show at this point, and you would have liked that title, and you would have warmed up to it, because it would have actually explained what the show is. So, now that you know kind of what the show is, it's, a season and a half in, what would you call it for fun? Star Wars tries to unfuck itself. I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's a joke answer. Come on, bro. God, dang it. I think I'd stick with Underworld. I, it, it just, it's on no, the nose. No, I'd go with Outer Rim. That's it doesn't just good. take place in Outer That's Rim, though. Good, though. Outer Rim is super good. That's all, it thing. only takes place in the Outer Rim, Zach. That's all it takes place in. Damn, well, that's super cool, man. Isn't uh, Navarro in the mid-rim, though? No. The one planet across two seasons. I would say if it, if it predominantly takes place in the Outer Rim and then you just make the character say Outer Rim a couple times, you can totally call that show Outer Rim. I guess. Hell yeah. Oh, I like that better than Underworld because that's spacey. That is my I felt like I felt like a studio exec. Ooh, that sounds spacey. Tell me more. Not about Kevin Spacey. No. Bad. No. Bad Kevin Spacey. Slap your wrists for that one. Outer Rim uh, sounds like a working title, though. I, I I wouldn't go with it. But that's the thing. I put you on the spot. That's what I'm just saying. Like, let's take the spite out of all this stuff, man. You just said you were having a hard week, and I'm trying to sit here and, like, shit on the show that I haven't watched yet and try to put negativity into it. No, I don't want to do that. I'm sure after all the crap you're going through, man, like, this show puts a smile on your face. Am I right? For a brief... For, for, for a Friday morning, yes. I don't want to shit on that, so I'm just having fun here, man. Like I know, but I like this was a this was a problem that was bubbling. They named it wrong. That's the problem here. Like they should have known from day one if they were going to put Baby Yoda in, and it was going to be Lone Cub and Wolf that that's what it was going to be, and they should have understood that. But maybe they thought calling it the Mandalorian that he would come across more badass and stuff. But like. He's like, I understand it. The man with no name, John Wick, these silent stoic heroes are doing it. But then you have this cute baby being all cute. And it's like, no, that's why it's called Lone Wolf and Cub. So like, It's like, okay, so it's like what Peter said, I think, during Spider-Man 2. Um, like, what? Ah, dang it. Now I lost my train of thought. Great. Um, episode in this episode, and then we'll find it. You're right. Um, so, like, what I was gonna say is, like, is the things. Oh yeah, okay. So it's like what Peter said during like Spider-Man Two or something like that. But like, the things that the like the journey that Mando goes through. See, that's that's another point. We're trying. We're okay with trying to adjust to Grogu, but we people are still calling him Mando because they missed the part where his real name came up in season one. Dindajaran. Yes. So, the things I mean, that Din goes through and, like, the, the growth that he experiences is subtle now. Like, it's subtle stuff. And if it is more overt, it 
It's few and far between. Well, like, I mean, I think your point is, I think your point is correct, but I want to say this real quick. Mando is more fun to say. I think honestly, everyone, it's Mando. because you called the show, because you called the show Mandalorian, you're all people were always going to call him. That's Mando. not even how you spell it. That still would have been a cooler name. He still would have could have been a cooler character. And but like you could be the coolest character. You're gonna Mando's just fun to say. <laughs> just uh, this is obviously uh, frustrating you, Chris. So let's 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 kind of move into this is, this is also something I'm gonna be looking into when I watch the show is how do they approach the main character when it's so obvious everyone talks about the world more, which is not a bad thing. It's Star Wars, it's an amazing world. You make a show about it, and that, that's the point. They should have made several shows about it years ago. But um, that is something that I am interested in. Not necessarily for the drama of Pedro Pascal that may have happened on set. But yeah, like you call it The Mandalorian. Is it a show about a guy who is fighting every episode to make the decision every day to protect this baby? Is it about their relationship? Is it about his history or his past? Is any of that coming up? There were a season and a half in, and we're just learning stuff about him? Like... I, that stuff is going to be interesting to me for a show that most people consider fucking amazing. So, like, I can't wait to, like, barely pick at the few things and threads that are at this show, like, and being a critical asshole about it, when the biggest reason is Star Wars is an amazing universe with backlogs of stories to go through. Of course you're going to shove a bunch of that stuff into your show. Again, I'm being a petty asshole. Yes. I know it's it. Just... I know I'm being a dick. Like... Like, the wall, like, the walls of his dogmatic ways are being torn down. That's interesting. And no one gives a damn. That is, that's, that's. His name's Grogu. Grogu. Is Ahsoka coming back? Is Thrawn going to show up? Is Bo-Katan going to come back and get the Darksaber? I'm going to be honest. the first time I No show one cares me. about Pedro Pascal! Here's a prime example, and I think Zach can chime in on this. Lost Fuck these fans, man! Lost is a show filled with amazing characters. The least interesting of all is Jack, the lead. Yeah, it Jack. It happens a lot. Who the fuck cares about Jack? Jack's like the least most least interesting character in the whole show but every issues cool what what yeah he has daddy he has daddy issues and he doesn't become important till literally the last three episodes of the entire series and why do we care we don't (laughs) we don't (laughs) we literally don't dude no chris lost has already gone through this years ago trust me it's not a bag it's not. A, it's not this big deal that you. Well, I, I mean, I'm not it, saying. Yeah, it's not necessarily. I would <laughs> say basically what we're saying is you should be callous to it, like we are. No, but yeah. like it is a problem that comes up where like yeah. if the lead character isn't giving you what you want, where because the lore is so important, you know, dive into those side characters. But also, it's called the Mandalorian, and you have and you're wasting Pedro Pascal. Like that's sad. Yeah, it's, it's a fun show. Besides that, that's no, great. Great, paced well, fun, but damn, 
And John Favreau writes every episode, so coming from the man himself. So what do you do? Good for John Favreau too, man. Like this guy went from being a side, uh, being the best friend in Rudy to like writing and producing the most popular show on TV, which is a Star Wars show. Yeah. Good for him, man. <sighs> That's amazing. Give Din some love, people. Give Din some love. Give Din some love. <laughs> Call him at five seven five. You're all three, sick. Okay. You're all sick people. We're thinking that in a show about a child version of Yoda floating through fucking space is more interesting than if he had a Mandalorian next to him. And never took off his damn helmet. Hey, this I don't the, answer Chris, all of them. Chris, Chris, this is the way. You know what? Actually, this, this is how you, this is how you change it. You don't. More people cared about the freaking Ugnog that died. I got, I got it. I got it. I got the answer here, guys. You don't. Dude, the Ugnog is great. You don't I have spoken. Ugnot. Title. You keep Ugnot. the title. I I have spoken. <laughs> you keep the title, and then. You kill the Mandalorian. You make sure Boba Fett keeps the baby. And then that's the way it should have been from the beginning. It should have been Boba Fett with a baby. <laughs> then people would have cared. I have spoken. Cared what, they would have cared about whatever happened to Boba Fett because he's an established character in the universe. People are immediately attached to Yoda because he's cute. He's, a, he's cute and he's a Yoda baby. He's, he immediately thinks of Yoda. But that's the thing, like, you have Din. Like, Din is, I think, a proper name for probably who that guy is. Din kind of sounds appropriate for that dude. Where it's like, Grogu! <laughs> Grogu, guys! Oops! He avoided a slaughter! <laughs> Grogu! Love it. It's the name. I think Grogu is probably a really cool character. I just, I don't, I haven't watched the show. So that's, that's what I think. That's what I think the guy pitching the name Grogu sounded like. But he still got he the did, He did ragdoll a few stormtroopers. So, sitting on a rock at the top of a mountain and being beamed by some kind of force energy waiting for somebody to come pick him up. Which I hope oh, to freaking God it's not Luke. So, 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 so. Don't so, die so. any more Skywalkers. It's done. I'm yeah. done. Oh, okay, guys. I'm okay. done. Okay. Luke can come let, around, but I think it's too early let, for Luke. Let, let, for God's sake, Dave Baloney, it's John Favreau's fucking show. Let let's let's move on to this this movie we watched today. I'm well, not finished yet. <laughs> a, a we also want to talk about things we watched. That too. Nothing. I watched nothing else. That sucks. Yeah. I saw a movie called Love and Monsters, and I thought it was really good. Highly recommend it. I actually feel like it nails everything that a show like Walking Dead could be while also being very optimistic. Uh, great monsters. Oh, uh, this movie. I wanted solid. to see it. Very solid. Very good. Very good. Really highly recommend. It is, you, you may be a few steps ahead of the story, um, but at the same time, Everything, everything on the side is great. The characters are great. Um, actors are great. Creatures are great. The world is great. Jokes are solid. It's not too far. It's not too silly. 
it I think it's a perfect balance of everything you care about the people. It's good, man. I really liked it. Really liked it. I don't it's need good. a sequel, but it lays sequel bait. It's fine. It's, <laughs> Sorry, sounds, I mean, sounds funny. It's not even that hard as sequel bait, but it is there is basically sequel bait and they're like, I don't think we needed it. I thought it was very good. It really was great. That's good. That's good. And then I saw No Mutants. Oh, how is that? Oh boy. <laughs> um, it is slightly more entertaining uh, by the end than Fantastic Four. <laughs> Watch that. They both start out incredibly boring, um, and then the last third act of New Mutants, you don't care about what's going on, but you kind of like... First of all, the effects are great. Um, the Anya Taylor-Joy's character is badass. I would watch an entire movie of just her. Um, I loved Maisie Williams. She was great. Uh, I cared about the romance. That was the only thing I cared about. The main girl was terrible. I, I'm, I'm sorry, she's not terrible, but I didn't think she was very good. Um, and then the guy, there was a guy that was just basically eye candy. He was fine. And then there was another guy that was like James Dean emoing around. But like, it was, it was try. It started out trying to lay the groundwork of a horror film, but without being a horror film. It's sort of like if you were trying to scare someone with a rubber knife, and they, it was very obvious that you had a rubber knife. Like in all times, you know there is no danger, but I still have to effectively make you feel like anything dangerous ah. so you're watching the fr- you're watching the first 30 minutes and it's like here's like they immediately hit you with this confusing scene and then they put the character in this situation and then uh i'll just say it she the main character has something happen she wakes up in a hospital and then a doctor comes in starts to explain things then the all the information she explains to her it takes four scenes for them to do and it all takes place in different locations. It's first it's her handcuffed to a bed. Then it's her sitting in like the lounge of a club. Then it's them walking somewhere. Then it's her walking into the room. And the very last thing she asks is a question that should have been asked the very first scene. And like all of this is to set up that something spooky might happen, that something ominous may be going on, and like none of it seems atmospheric or anything. And so this movie kind of just is like this girl is a mutant. And something could happen. If she doesn't handle her powers, she needs to be isolated from people. So we're going to put her in a place with other kids who have the same deal. And we're going to help them. But, like, nobody else is around but the one doctor. And it's just, like, five kids in an entire building by themselves. They can't really leave the area of. And you're just bored. You're bored. Because you don't know any of these people. You barely know the main character. And... The, none of the scenes have any vibe to them. And then all of a sudden something, all of a sudden you're just in the middle of a horror scene. Like everyone leaves the room and there's one character and all of a sudden something scary starts to happen, but nothing comes of it because no one can get hurt. Cause you know that they're main characters of the movie that have to use their powers at some point. And it just gets really tedious. And then the third act happens and everything is sort of understood because it's really simple and bare bones and kind of dumb. It's the most simple it's the most simple superhero story. It's certainly the most common and familiar X-Men story villainy ever. 
And once you've understood that, you're like, okay, fine. Well, now they just have to do what they do in every X-Men movie. And then by that point, I was like, all of these characters are badass and they have great powers and I'm totally about it. But Anya Taylor-Joy is the most confusing and the most elaborate and she has the most interesting character. She's also not that great in it because she's got like this, she's just all over the place chewing scenery. But like what she can do is amazing. And you're like, why, why am I not watching an entire television show or movie about her? She's great. And then there's like this lesbian story romance that's going on and it's great and everything. And Maisie Williams is like awesome, but it's just all happening. It's all happening within a realm. It's all happening within a setting and a tone and a pace that is like a, a, a drama on the BBC. Like there's barely any music yeah. and you're just sort of sit in a room and talk. Uh, the dialogue sucks at times. So you get taken out of it. Uh, but then the last 30 minutes happen and it's like a ninth inning rally. It's sort of like justice league where the last 30 minutes are kind of a fun action movie, even though it's dumb and you're like, okay, it's a dumb act or like attack of the clones. You're like, Oh, this is dumb. But at least it's action. Uh, at least I'm watching. For Attack of the Clones, and you know that, Chris. But that's how I felt about this because the CGI was okay. By that point, I kind of liked the characters being friends. I was like, okay, well now they're at least a group now, and now they're at least together, and there's no more teen angst going on. And I just, I really did want the bad guy to die because she was really, she was a bitch, and I also just thought her like. They just didn't do much. She just came across as a cold, distant, like nurse ratchet type woman, and I thought the actress was great in that in that semblance. So I was like, just kill her. Can you guys just kill her? You can kill her at any time you want. Could you just please kill this woman? Why isn't anyone killing this woman? Oh God, it was really bad. But um, it could have been fixed. And and here's the thing: I would watch a sequel if you told me that an amazing director was writing it, or, or amazing writer was writing it, and an amazing director was stepping in to work on it. And all of these people were coming back. And all of these characters had more definition. If you told me that like a murderous row of filmmakers were coming in to actually give this movie a chance, I would watch it. Because these characters deserved better. These actors deserved better. I mean... This movie is boring. It's like, they, it's like they put in as many people as they could and really didn't define <laughs> any of them. It's so boring. <laughs> I want to freak out. I want to freak out, but I also want to be nice because, like, it deserved better. It really did. You didn't watch it. God damn it. I have seen it. I have seen you. <laughs> oh, you have. You have seen me. All those delays. All those delays. Really got in the way of what this was, man. If it takes four, if it takes four scenes to get you from one place, like I just, I don't know what they were trying to do. It, I, I feel like. They were trying to neuter it as a horror movie, but it really should. Ju- it really should have been a ha- a haunted house horror movie that became a superhero movie at the end. I would have forgiven the plot of the villains if they established that, and then like they used their powers to fight the creepy crap that was happening. I would have been fine with that, but that's not what the movie does. It tries to make it a uh, a teen drama breakfast club type thing until with like a horror scene that happens every now and then like it's it's like every other scene is made by it's like it's like a filmmaker's shooting every scene but then every now and then on one day a week 
a horror filmmaker comes in and shoots a scene. Don't don't know what day it's going to be, but he's going to come in and he's going to shoot a horse. <laughs> that's, what it's gonna be. that's what this movie feels like. We're going to make Breakfast Club, but in the middle of Breakfast Club, Wes Craven's going to come in and he's going to like make Emilio Estevez fight Freddy Krueger for five seconds. No one's going to die. It's just going to be in the middle of the movie and then he's going to go home for the rest of the week. Like That's what it feels like. And then at the end of it, it's like uh, superheroes fighting creepy monsters, which is fun. I liked that. Some of the monsters were okay, and I liked seeing superheroes like destroy horror monsters. It was a good idea that somebody ruined it down the line. I don't know who, and I don't know. I who think it was something tells me it was the Disney acquisition. Possible. Maybe I don't Guys, know. We gotta make this safe enough for Disney Plus. So we're gonna have to so we're gonna have to ask you to reshoot this entire freaking movie. Dude, Over the course of the next two years, this happened a long time ago. Before I don't know, man. Like I, we, there's a part of me that wants to put this on the bad wheel, um, just so we can go and and deep dive into the history of what happened here. Like truly, really look at what happened, because I I I kind of I really like the end. The third, the last thirty minutes are ridiculous and stupid, but the very simple idea of watching some of these characters with excellent uh visual cinematic powers um destroying cinematic monsters of the horror variety i liked it i really did dig it <sighs> yeah oh, <man>. this this <laughs> movie had work. it had it went somewhere and then didn't go anywhere well let work. me ask you this Zach. if you saw it, what was your favorite who was your favorite character Raven Sinclair. I honestly can tell you right now, I don't know who that is because I could. I did. Maisie that. Williams. Okay, gotcha. All right, yeah, she was great. I really liked her. I thought she was very good. Uh, the the character Wolfsbane is the character's name. Gotcha. I was like, this. Is I will put down any amount of money that that never gets brought up. What? What? The fact that her the fact that her mutant name is Wolfsbane in the movie no. that never comes up. Really don't. It doesn't. But anyway. ah! someone <laughs> pay me. I didn't care about that, but like it's so obvious. Like this is one of the interesting things about me. Every character is uh, about this movie. Every every character is barreled down to one specific idea, so that because of the reshoots, it's the only three li- three li- through line that can be consistent. Uh, from the two years that they had to make it. So in this film about kids that are thrown into this like really just like weird situation of an open building filled with five people with tombstones and only one doctor around, they cannot leave. They cannot leave. Uh, And this one girl, her only goal is to get a girlfriend. <laughs> it's really that's the only way they pose it. She sees this girl, this new girl show up, and instead of being like, "This is now a six person in a place that none of us are able to leave and find creepy and weird," and the first thought she has is, "You know what? Maybe, maybe she would be into me. I don't know. <laughs> maybe she's into me." And I'm like, "That that's such a weird focus for your one character to have." And then every character has a fear that gets manipulated at some point. But what their through line is is just one thing. 
and you they ride that rail. So for her, one thing to just be a romance in a situation that's obviously nothing seems right about um, is super odd to me. Super odd to me. It's just a choice that the filmmakers had to make for making a film over two years, but it comes across so odd. Yeah. Good Lord. All the, all those delays. All those yeah. reshoots. Um, I just, those characters deserved a better movie, and I feel like that was the point. They were like, we can make something out of this. Something, some, there is something of merit here. We have to keep working on it, but it just got too many cooks. And when you get too many cooks, sometimes you just ruin the food. You can ruin a dish. It could be edible, but you just ruin it. It's true. But, like, okay, there were the normal reshoots, then, like, it was, and then, like, something There's... happened. Something happened between, like, Principal photography and the Disney acquisition. Yeah, they 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 screen tested it with people and they hated it. <laughs> oh my god! I for okay. We when we talk when we when we talk about Mononoke, we're gonna talk about it. I'm telling you, man. Oh man. It they they hated it. That 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 was it. That was the end of it. it was like they hated it. Same way they hated Wonder Woman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 did they the. The screen testers hated it. They went back and shot it for six months. Then Disney bought it, and it was in limbo for about six months. Oh, then, God. Then Sorry. Disney was like, and then Disney was like, "Hey, we really want to release this because people seem pretty hyped about it." Uh, and they looked at it and they're like, "This is a mess. Go reshoot it some more." And so they did that. And then they and then they did it. And then COVID happened, and they're like, "We're gonna delay this a little bit." And then they. Finally released it. <laughs> the, like, yeah. The, oh, <laughs> that that's literally what happened was they shot it, they they screen tested it, people hated it, they reshot it, they screen tested it, people liked it, then Disney bought uh Fox, saw it, it was like, we hate it, <laughs> went reshot it, <laughs> rescreen tested it, it was like, okay, we like what we're seeing here, then it sat around for a while. That's basically what happened. Yeah, there's a whole journey. It's a whole journey to this movie. And I really can't wait to dive in one day. So (laughs) Alright. Yeah. Um okay. So we spun the wheel after Spider Man three, which Zach was not here for because Cold War. Um Well hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. So then we. So then it landed on Mononoke. Took a break for Zach. We did B for Vendetta. Now Bless. we're here. Princess Mononoke. Wow. You didn't even ask what I watched this week. Thanks, Chris. You. I bet. I. I. Okay. What'd you see, Zach? It's okay. Thanks. I watched Mulan this week. Oh, I forgot that came out on streaming! Oh my god! <laughs> I watched Mulan this week. I also watched Blood of Zeus, but that's a whole nother thing. Oh! Oh! Hide the pain there, Chris. Hide the oh pain. Oh my god! I didn't... Okay, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. It's probably, like, straightforward, same as the animated movie, but, like, 
Oh man, people do not like this. <laughs> oh god. I actually like Jimmy Wong in it a lot, but I also like Jimmy Wong as a person. But like, here's the thing: I still want to see it because when I saw the live action Lion King, which everybody else panned, I'm like, it's still like the Lion King. I it, like I uh, can still so, enjoy this. So, but so I'm mildly curious, like, giving them the tiniest benefit of the doubt. It's but I'm some... guessing it's terrible. It's okay. I I wouldn't say it's like absolutely mind-blowing fantastic like Lion King surprisingly was but uh like it's fine it it's a movie um like if I were to give it a, a rating on our grading system after having watched it I would say it's like like a B maybe a B minus that is actually higher than I was anticipating you saying. <coughs> oh it's, man, it, it's sitting somewhere between a B and a B minus. It was fine. It was good. I like. I had fun with it. If you just like had fun with it and you just kind of accepted that you, you're you're going in to have fun, the music's great because they play the they play the score to the original in the background of everything and just re-listening to um like. A, a more th- cinematic version of um oh god what's the famous song again uh lord let's get down to business no 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 and no. defeat bring on her to us all my dong what um sorry what alex what his dong uh, my dong his tongue that. yeah his, his dong, dong. Yeah, yeah his tongue i heard tongue yeah, yeah. um let's... no um a hashtag um, reflection. That would be an reflection. That'd be like reflection. Reflections. Um, actually, Listen, like listening to that, like in a c- much more cinematic way and much more actiony way, kind of felt really nice and really beautiful in a weird way. Listen, Mulan. Listen, we know that you impersonated a man. Impersonated a man to. In order to fill the spot left by your ailing father, um, ill-fitted father, sorry. Um, but like, listen, it's not, it's not the Hans, in, it's not the Huns need to be fighting. It's the tongue of the robeless. That's who started this war between China and the Huns. It, that, yeah. that, that's gonna be my uh, my. Uh... Kung Fu Porno Spoof movie title. The Tongue of the Ruthless. But yeah, it was was fun. Me not when just comes in for a cameo. Yeah, something like that. Um, Wow. Uh, wow. Go. Thanks for going. Um, Ma'am, thank you for joining my porno. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Why? Yeah, no, but... but, uh, you know, we we need more movies with that are entirely Asian-led films, and that this kind of does that. They stole my idea, the pigs. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, it was something. Uh, and then once it was out, and it was nice to just kind of watch on Disney Plus. But uh, mm. but uh, yeah, it's wait, it's on Disney Plus for free now. Yes. Yeah, it's for free oh, on Disney wow. Plus now. Wow, cool. Um. So, and then I watched Blood of Zeus, which is made by the guy who did Castlevania. 
So like and... a show? <laughs> is it a show or a movie? It's a show. Okay. Of course it's a show. I don't know. But um yeah, it it's it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh oh, I did watch one thing, Chris though. One other thing though. Um The Tongue of the Robles. Out now on Pornhub. It was a lot of work, guys. Please check I, it out. I watched the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Okay, so it's Ray teleporting to all the different times of Star Wars and all that shenanigans and okay. I'm gonna be honest, it was a lot of fun. I'm and sure it was. It was made it wasn't made, it it made was, with people without a clue. It was very on the nose with a lot of stuff. So I was very happy with what I saw. <laughs> I thought we were gonna I I was gonna suggest we save that for Christmas, but um uh, uh, it, it, was it was good. To it was fun. We still I will. I don't I don't are we are we gonna record and talk about it for Chris for the Christmas special? I'll, I I'll be I'll be open to it. I'm open to it. Yeah, I think we're watching like spend. You heard it here first, guys. We are watching the Lego Star Wars holiday special for Christmas. I or mean, you, you already have to take me to dinner first. Uh, sure, sure. Restaurants will be open again. Chris and Zach finally get together. Chris and Zach finally going on a date. Oh, uh, uh, invited uh, to. Alex, you will be there too. You'll just be under the table. Alex is gonna chaperone the date, gonna bring a candy use an Irish accent, just like John Ford's The Quiet Man. Oh yeah, no one knows the reference. Uh but yeah, I'm I it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It, okay. it was right on the nose too, so Cool. Alright. So let's talk about this Princess Monoke movie. Yeah, first Ghibli movie. Was this your first Ghibli movie, Chris? No. That was Spirited Away. I'm saying this is the show's first Ghibli movie. Got you. So, so before we get too deep into this, because I'm sure I'm going to go on a long thing. I'm so. already on the deep end. Like, what the fuck? Well, well no, 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 Chris. This is fine. Uh, how many Ghibli movies have you seen before this? God, pretty sure I saw Howl's Moving Castle when I was a kid. I barely remember. Um, how many have you seen that you can remember? That's a better term. Two. So this, this and... one and Spirited Away. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, Alex, you've only seen two, too, right? You've seen Howl's Moving Castle in this, too? Uh, no, I had never seen this before. I'd only well, no, no, just in general, including this. I think I, I think oh, I a movie that Alex hasn't seen before. Uh, I think I'd only seen Howl's Moving Castle. I don't think I'd seen Spirited Away. Okay. Um, I I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I actually have. Okay. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I don't think I've actually watched it beginning to so, end. So, 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 Chris, as I'm sure I've told you, many of you guys, this oh, God. over and God. over and over and over again. Hurry up. So, so much as have Chris, so, so much as Alex loves. David Lynch and Robert Downey Jr. and all that. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki is my favorite director of all time. Uh, so this movie has a very special place in my heart. Um, 
this obviously was made in 1997. Um, and it is takes place in 16th century. I don't know. It takes place in 1300s. Uh, around 1300s. Uh, feudal Japan. Um, and many consider this his best film. Although there's arguments for Spirit Away and Howl's Moving Castle. Spirited uh, Away is definitely the most popular, I think, among Western it, audiences. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, in Japan, this is pretty, very popular. Um, the English dub script was written by Neil Gaiman, which is great. Chris, if you know who Neil Gaiman is. Oh, it rings a bell. Uh... He, he wrote Coraline. Uh, Sandman is the biggest thing he's known for. He wrote American Gods. Um, he's an, a renowned American writer. I say it as Gaiman, but okay. Whatever, Gaiman, Gaiman, whatever. Um, and this movie is notorious because Hayao Miyazaki sent a samurai sword to Harvey Weinstein, who at the time had purchased the with a single letter with one line written on it saying, no cuts. <laughs> Oh, and, and if you know anything about s- real samurai swords, they're like multiple millions of dollars. So this guy sent like a three million dollar death threat to Harvey Weinstein. No, 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 no. okay, movie. no, guaranteed. Like, okay, dank humor alert. Like, guaranteed, he has used that by some nefarious means, whether murder <laughs> or kink <laughs> stuff. I yeah, don't know. Oh, probably. <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, role play. I, I'm not getting into anything, but he is a wonderful old gentleman, and he has won a honorary Academy Miyazaki. Award. Everyone, he's talking about Miyazaki. Yes, the director of this movie won a uh, an Academy Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, many would consider him the greatest filmmaker in Japan, uh, as Alex and I have described him. He is the Steven Spielberg of Japan. I described him that way. You described him that way. I agreed with it. Um, <laughs> like two of his movies. <laughs> he is un. I mean, he this 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 gentleman works so hard, and he's retired like ten times, and has never actually retired. <laughs> retired, quote unquote. <laughs> um, I mean, his back catalog is unbelievable. I mean. This guy, I, I just, he, he has something to say in every one of his movies and the, 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 it is always put across and his movies always look beautiful. I mean, these really are, if you really want to talk about film as an art form, these are movies that are good and good representations of an art form. Okay. And this isn't even um, talking about Mononoke as all. This is talking about Hayao Miyazaki, the director. Okay. So usually... So this is a movie Alex has never seen before. Uh-huh. Allegedly. Alex. Oh, I've seen it. Who is Hayao Miyazaki? <laughs> Who knows I just went through it? Uh, um, honestly, I don't have much to add because I have, I'm have. i going to have a different approach with Miyazaki at this one. Um. It seems to me that with Miyazaki, his work is very, especially at a certain point um, around after he had made the Lupin the Third movie. Um, uh, I 
it feels like every single film was a baby for him. Like, yeah. there's so much work and effort that went to every single one of them that, like, they deserve their own study in and of itself. And I just did not have as much time to watch this movie more than once. I literally watched it just before we started this like you did. But I was able to do some research. Yes, he did the Harvey Weinstein thing. But I think the most important thing is that he was the halfway point of his career at this point. He had already even, worked. Even though life. this is the first time he said he was going to retire. That's why I'm saying it's the halfway point. Yeah. yeah. Um, like David Lynch in the sense that he keeps, he keeps saying he's going to stop when he feels the need to stop. And then as he just needs to create something. He creates. He just makes it. He just goes back into the game when he wants to. Um and that seems to happen more with him than it did Lynch. Lynch had like a good run, and then he stopped a couple times and then came back uh, full swing. This guy seems like he's coming back again with another movie that he's been working on very slowly. Uh, but I, at this point in his career, he had already made a slew of really, really great movies. And um, he wanted this one to be his swan song uh, of the late 90s, the thing that was going to put him on the map, that the world was going to, you know, the world was going to look at him at uh, on the same level that everyone did in Japan. And um, he did a lot of the work and rework uh, on this himself. Like most of this is actually drawn by him, which is pretty, pretty impressive. And that's why considering this movie's like two hours long too. (laughs) Two hours, two hours, 13 minutes actually. Uh, and he did this from before when he was making films, he was making them pretty quickly and steadily. Um, but this is the first time he spent more than a couple years uh, on a film. And so I think the last one he had made was 92. And this one yep. came out in 97. So he spent about five. So he spent about at least two extra years on it, just doing extra work himself personally in the uh, drawing of it. And it came out, it was a massive hit in japan um it did not reach the u.s for two years because they did a terrible screening in saint paul minnesota so no why would you trust us with america why would you trust us in the hands of like gauging america's interest in anime in 1997 why would you bring that here in the midwest you morons (laughs) that was a a harvey weinstein decision chris idiot um, Not only is he a sex monster, he's a complete idiot. Yes. <laughs> That's the only reason he won awards is he was intimidating. His his Oscar campaigns were just intimidation. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the, the film took a while to really get a response here in the U.S., but by then the heavy push for it was Spirited Away, which came out um, a lot longer than the period to come. Spirited Away came out, I believe, in 2001? Yes, 2001. So about four years. Um, and he... Uh, uh, that is one of the greatest one-two punches that you can do as a filmmaker. Mononoke to Spirited Away is such a good one-two punch. And then, yes, a lot of people love Howl's Moving Castle. I do. I don't think it's on the level of this. This is probably on all cylinders. Um, but the, so, those so... three films in a row from the guy who said he was going to be done is pretty impressive in that kind of window of time. It's almost, it's less than a decade. I just want to say, I just think it's a shame that this movie also didn't win an Academy Award just like Spirit Away did. Not that I don't think Spirit Away didn't earn it. It Let me guess. Let me guess. Mononoke lost to a Disney movie. Wasn't even nominated. 
First of all, they didn't have a nomination for animated movies in 97. Second right, because Lion- wasn't Lion King like the first one? No, Spirit of the Way. Oh, Spirit of the Way was the first one that won. Yes. No, no not for Ghibli. I mean, in general. What Spirit of Way. Okay, just making sure. Le- okay, so Spirit of the Way is the first movie to win animated movie Oscar? Yes. That was the year they started in? 2001. Okay, and it was also nominated for Best Picture? Uh, no. It was nominated for Best Anime Picture. That was it. What was the, what were the nominations for Best uh, Pictures of the Year that it came Chicago, out? Chicago, Gangs of New York, The Hours, Two Towers, and The Pianist. Okay, so I... <laughs> I Having not seen Spirited Away, I can't comment on that. I have seen Chicago a lot, and it's really grown on me over the years. I really like Chicago. I think it's a solid choice for a movie to be a best picture in a year of kind of flimsy movies however the best picture live action of that year was gangs of new york bar none and the paying gangs of new york for spirited away is interesting um i'd have to see it to see which one i actually think would win and then and, I, and I wasn't actually nominated for reference well that's my point the this is all this is all flimsy now because that sure. year is gone but that's what i'm saying the, it was already a flimsy year itself when the two movies up against each other were Chicago and Gangs of New York. The obvious winner was Gangs, but Chicago is just a long, steady uh, film about show business and crime. So uh, there you go. Um, and also Richard Gere is actually pretty amazing in that movie. I, uh, I, I also want to point out that it was Spirit Away that killed Treasure Planets as hopes and dreams. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> it was never going to win regardless. I know, but 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 it was nominated the same year, and it. it what were the killed. other nominations for the animated ones? Ice Age, mm-hmm. oh. Lilo and Stitch, oh damn it, Spirited, The Stallion of Cimarron, and Treasure Planet. Uh, I would say probably on a technical level, Treasure Planet would deserve that spot. Yes, if Spirited Away wasn't here, however. Spirit Away is there. <laughs> that's, that's not what I'm saying. Spirit Away is out of that conversation now. We all know it won and deserves to win. I've, I've just seen the trailer of it, and it's amazing. Yeah. But um, Lilo and Stitch is kind of really amazing. And yeah! I think it's kind of better than Treasure yeah. as a story. So Treasure You're hurting. Planet, You're hurting me. Treasure Planet is a technical achievement. I really think so. But I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, why did you waste this on Treasure Planet? I, or Treasure Island, because I've seen Treasure Island so much. I was like, this should have been its own thing. This should have been a Valyrian thing. This should have been like a Fifth Element thing where just someone decided, screw it, I'm making my own goddamn sci-fi universe. And yeah. he, he put the story. And I, th- I think he thought he was by making, a, by if I don't have to worry about the story and making that Treasure Island, and I can make the lore and the universe as visually impressive as I want. But then, like, people, if people know the story beat for beat already and don't care that much, like, people didn't care about the technical aspect of animation because they didn't respect the animation the way they do now. So it didn't have the opportunity to just stand on its technical achievement alone. Whereas Miyazaki is beautiful, hand-drawn Japanese art. Like That's this- literally what it is. <laughs> It's gorgeous, but it's not just that. It's like it is that because of how much of a perfectionist he is in a country where honor and perfectionism is key. So, like, it's miles above it. So, yeah. the, the pushes, 
the pushes for the 3D and the beautiful 2D, 2D animation in Treasure Planet is both jar is ahead of its time, but jarring. Whereas like Miyazaki's just fucking gorgeous and the I, of hand drawn animation. I also want to point out this movie watch actually does do 3D and hand drawn animation combined. Uh, all of the all the scenes with the curse that you see throughout it. We'll get to more of this. But the curse was all 3D digital. The the curse? You mean the yeah, the, legally, the worm the, the the worm things? Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about the plants at the end that grow when the thing dies. No 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 no. The, the, the weird as fuck. That that the, yeah. the like that the like worm curse thing on the on the boars. Got it. No, got it. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so okay. So um, Miyazaki would obviously go on to have an amazing career. He's still working today. I honestly feel like each and every one of his films is an event. But um, I dropped the ball on this because of time. Next time we get to another Ghibli, I will do, uh, I will connect it to this as best as I can and do more research. So I'm going to look into how this film was done. It looks like each film is like a masterclass in and of itself. But let's go into what we guys thought about it. So who said who wants to go first? I adore this movie more than I can ever describe. <laughs> here we go. All right, here we go. I have thoughts, but go ahead. So, yes, this is Fern. This movie is Fern Gully. Yes, it is Avatar, but they are nothing, nothing, nothing compared to this movie's storyline and this movie's art. This movie is gorgeous. It is well written. It's executed. Its characters are fantastic, and for a cast that's fairly unknown with the exception of a few uh, a few very well-known actors and actresses in this movie everyone gets a role everyone plays their role great and to be frank it, you just are so sucked Hi, into this world that this movie is just perfection incarnate Go ahead, Alex. Um, so, a long time ago, I had a chance to see this on the big screen at the theater we all worked at. And I decided not to do it because I was like, oh, I'll see it on the big screen again. It's Princess Mononoke. They're going to put it on the big screen. Not really realizing that the next time I get an opportunity to do that would be not for a long time by the time the pandemic came around. But... Um, I went to go see something else, and although that something else was good, it was very solid, it gave me an excellent ending. An excellent ending that to this day, I continue to went, go back uh, when I closed that theater and watch that ending over and over again. It's, it's had such an impact on me, and I'm so glad that I got to see that movie in the theater and do that movie and treat that movie that way in the theater when I had that opportunity, because that movie won't go back into theaters again and get that opportunity. It just, no, it wasn't received that well. Like, you can see it on Netflix for free, sure, but, like, I will never get to treat it the way I did in that theater. I'll never have that same experience again. But as I look back now, I'm like, seeing this movie, do I regret that decision? What would it have been like to see this movie seeing what it looks like now on a big screen? And there's a little tinge of regret because this is a very beautiful, gorgeous movie, but I don't. I, I'm glad I saw it. 
Watching it now, um, I had to pay $16 to see it. So that was my biggest question. Was this worth buying this movie for $16? Am I going to watch it again? Am I, uh, is this just a one-time thing for me and I'll never get into it? But no, like I loved it. I was, I was totally absorbed in it. Uh, the story, think, knowing that it was like Thunderdome, yeah, I could see those bits. Knowing that it was like Ferngully and Avatar and uh, all these other films about um, how we're destroying the world and everything. That is there, sure. And yes, it's aesthetically beautiful, sure. But there are other things. Every character, like the women are so strong. And they're they are like have their own storyline. They're fighting a battle on the entire outskirts of this whole story. Um, everyone gives gets uh, a moment. It's just every time you think the story is going to focus. Every time you think the movie is going to focus on story, it takes the time to either ta- talk about its thematics or give a character a moment. There's a moment where people sit there like the fact that the main character like stops and thinks and is just genuinely a nice guy to other people like thank you for showing me the way by the way could you do this for me i have to ask a favor again thank you for the favor i will see you later you look beautiful today by the way people think you're awesome i have to go i'm like why don't characters do this more it maybe just understand how much characters just like don't say goodbye when they hang up the phone in movies these days or just leave rooms and stuff and i get that for the edit in the cut for a joke or something but like I really appreciated this guy's just effort to be a genuinely nice guy to people. Like every character had those moments. Everyone was human. And I loved that. I was so absorbed into it. I really didn't care where the story was going, but I knew it wasn't going to end well. That was the thing. I knew things were going to get worse before they got better, if they ever got better. And I was just trying to enjoy it as I did and at the end of the day that is basically what i took away from the movie it's that everything will die every nothing lasts forever stop worrying about it just you know enjoy it don't just don't destroy everything don't let hate you know do all that like fuel you and everything sure but at the end of the day like all of that is fueled by everyone's inability to accept the fact that it can't live forever. The main villain of this movie is a guy who is willing to send his army to do every despicable thing so that he can steal the head of a spirit and live forever. He doesn't get the head, and he also doesn't get any punishment at all. He's the Mr. Potter of this It's a Wonderful Life. No one goes after that guy. He never gets his comeuppings. Not even the guy that helped him out. He doesn't even get his comeuppings. Billy Bob Thornton. Those actual bad guys of this movie that manipulated the goals of other people get no punishment because the evil's never really gone. And this, you know, everything lives and dies. Just do your best to be nice to people and do your best to make everything uh, as pleasant as possible. Enjoy the beauty of the world. We all have our demons, the, the hatred that we fight in this, everything, the, the pain on our arms. We may not like, not want to see ourselves as the part of the problem and consider ourselves a wolf and fight it from such an extreme angle and not band together and see other people from where they're coming from and realize that if we work together, we can actually survive together. Instead, everyone's dying in interesting, amazing ways on their own. I really loved the movie for that message. Like, that, I don't feel that when I watch Avatar. And it actually started to make me critique Avatar a little bit more that movies can have these kind of moments in it. But also, like, at the first uh, U.S. screening of this, um, uh, uh, the 
the director came out and he was like, I tried to do, I tried to make a movie that was outside of every normal movie making decision. I tried to tell a, a story that people could relate to, but at the same time in a way that they just aren't used to just because I could. So enjoy it. Miyazaki, his name's Miyazaki. <laughs> but that's how I felt. I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. Um, real quick, I just realized we missed this during the news segment. Um, really, 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 really quick. Rest in peace, Hugh Keys Burn, otherwise known as Immortan Joe. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, man. I hear a really nice guy. Rip in peace, man. Ah, that was some bittersweet water. Um, okay. Princess Mononoke. All right. So, I'm watching this a second time. I'm well into it now. Um, and the first thing that comes up is the logo for G Kids. I, I don't understand what you're getting at. Are you saying you that you don't think this cannot tell me or convince me otherwise? This movie is rated R. Hands down. It's rated I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I do not care what they say. This is a hard R. Why I'm you, sorry. Why do you, By today's why standards, do you this is a hard R. Why do you think so? For the reasons I was telling you, Alex. Dude, fucking people die in this movie. <laughs> you think it's a hard R because he takes some limbs off? And the blood. There's so much blood on the animals in this, dude. Yeah, I guess. Like, dude, people fucking die in this movie like you don't even know. I don't think it should be an arm. I think you could. I think you could make an. Do I think that? Do I think that people could make a strong argument for this being an arm? Absolutely. But I think one could also make an argument for PG thirteen. I think you can make an argument for both. Do this I? This movie's that, PG, boys. Do I think that it would be an R in America if it was an American-made film? Yes. Do I think it's PG because they didn't really watch the film? Yes. Oh, well, no. I lied. It's PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. I think this is a PG-13. I just had to go outside and, like, really weigh on the gravity of that question. Um, (laughs) I am sorry, everybody. Like, I was thrown off by people getting dismembered. Forget Steven Spielberg. Miyazaki's like the freaking George Lucas of of Japan. Okay, like Dismemberment City. And they show the meat and the bone. There are boars vomiting blood. Like I was thrown off by that man. That's messed up, dude. Arms go off. Thirteen heads go off. (laughs) Yeah, heads are gonna roll. Dogs like dogs. Heads are gonna roll. Wolves are like chewing on dudes' heads. It was gross, man. 
I'm just, that's what I'm saying. It's just like I was not expect. I was expecting like Spirited Away level of like like um like the River Spirit in the apart in in the dorm room bleeding. Like, I was expecting yeah, like just that, and then that's it. That's all over this movie. He gets shot. Okay. He's like and bleeding he's out the back. Through, he's just bleeding, just all over the place. Like I was thrown off by yeah. that. And I looked at it, and I was like, PG-13? Kiss my ass! I, I don't know, man. It's not right to me. I, I'm just so... I'm just of course so you'd u- say Of course you'd say that. I, I'm just so used Why to this. Like, you do, you do that all the time. Like, when you're not I, in a tree outside. I, That's what I, you do I, on your spare time. Dude, Hannibal Lecter. You know what I mean? Bleed on things? I've... I've, 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 I've I no, you make people. Not only do you bleed on things, you make other people bleed on the things you can't bleed on. Of course, I've, wa- I've watched so many animes at this point that are anywhere from like PG to R, and I I can tell you for a fact this is so light by comparison. I mean, that may be my problem too that I'm comparing it to other animes because when I look at anime, there I like Just a shot in the head. Dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, our is- anime though, dude, is like it's okay. Fucked up that. sometimes. This dude. is still R, okay. I'm sorry. Like, okay, well, again, I think you can make an argument for R. I really do. I, like, he does get shot. There is a lot of blood. There is some scary imagery. There, um, he does. There, an animal does get shot in the head, but at the same time, you don't see any blood or anything. It's, but it is a surprising moment where something gets shot in the head. Um. The the monster at the beginning is gross, uh, and yeah, yeah, there is there's dismemberment, murder, and stuff. But like, it was so sparse throughout a bu- a movie that I thought was very beautiful. But also, most importantly, it was about war. It was about literally everyone yeah. together for war. And I'm like, how? Let me like how? Let me put it this way, dude. Are are you fine? You you think it's okay for people to go to Passion of the Christ? But you think this is an R? But dude, over the years, like you have shown me that it is not okay for kids to see Passion of the Christ. <laughs> yes, you no have made that emphatically clear. You shouldn't go every to see time the subject Christ. is brought up. By put the but are you saying that like either of these two are palatable? Um, my point is, is that it's context. The reason that that I don't think that you honestly believe that, but I bring it up anyway, is to highlight no, no. the the idiocy of of anybody thinking that it's okay to bring their family to that and think that's okay to see based off of the moral you think you're getting from that, the lesson you uh... think you're getting from that movie. What I'm talking about here is the context of this film. I think the context of a like first of all, by the end of the film, the argument is for peace. That all of this hatred and all of this violence and all of this blood and all of this terror that you're looking at leads to nothing but terrible things. And that the film, like, that to me, like, is what was the most important thing. But I'm also a 35-year-old man who can see that, who hasn't – who didn't grow up with this imagery or with anime and, like, get clues and hints of the genre. But would I show this to my 14-year-old kid? Absolutely. I wouldn't care about the blood or the gore or anything like that. Like, no, no, I no. think a 14-year-old kid could handle this. Okay. First off, you'll always be 32 to me. Um, <laughs> second, like, okay. Okay, let's say you take your kid 
to see this. Mm-hmm. When they're dismembering the villagers as he's passing by on the elk, you're going to tell me a parent's going to be like, I'm sure there's a great message behind this. Yeah, yeah I'm sure there's a great message behind this. They don't just walk out the theater after that. Well, first of all, if I'm having, if I'm going to take my kid to that movie, that kid's going to understand that I'm going to talk about film differently with him because of how I approach film. This is just me and my kid. And second of all, there is a message. He didn't just will, wantingly kill those guys. He said, "Don't." Uh, he that didn't was before fight. context entered the conversation, oh, though. No, no, there is a context. The context is he already had the demon on his arm. It's the demon is the hatred that he feels. The demon, the de- that's the battle he has throughout the movie. That represents the thing that he's trying to fight for. Of course he could kill these guys in a single shot. He just proved it. Of course he could fight for the real people in this and fight for the people and just go into the middle of this battle like it's Lord of the Rings. He doesn't. Instead, he avoids his hatred that is represented by the demon on his arm, and he decides to fight for peace. He saves the bad guy, the seemingly bad guy of the movie, despite his girlfriend saying, I will never date you now. I'm going to live in the forest because you just saved that woman. And he's like, yeah, because I'm fighting for peace. Because the last thing that Boar says before he, it dies in front of him and he has that curse on him is, my hatred is so bad that I will never accept your peace and forgiveness. And that's when he's like, dude, that's I don't want to fight for that. So yeah, when he's killing those guys, his arm is throbbing and making the decision for him. He doesn't uh... want it. So that's the movie. Listen. That now do I think that every parent is going to sit there and do that? No, which is why that's a good argument for R. But I also think in today's context of 2020, you can show this as a PG-13 movie, sit down with your kid, and talk about it. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I, like, okay. You don't 14? Think- 14? If yeah. the hypothetical age for this is 14... Out of the several hundred kids that you've had, um, obviously. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I had to make that joke. I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to release the tension. So, Thank you for assuming I'd have a lot of sex someday. <laughs> like I said, you'll always be 32 to me. Artificial insemination, I just filled a bunch of bottles. <laughs> oh, God. Um... <laughs> um but, like, it's kind of like, there's the, the argument that I'll make is, it's like this. It's like, um, this is, this is, okay, you gotta stay with me when I say this. Stay with me. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna sound foolish. But it's, to me, this reminds me of Sausage Party. Oh my god, what? Really? So... It presents itself as an animated movie. Oh my god. As food, as talking food. Like, goofily talking. Alex, are you hearing this? (laughs) (laughs) I wish Peter was here so we could go four hours, but like. Okay, so go ahead. Okay, I think you're wrong already, but go ahead. Hey guys, um, let's start over. Okay, look, let me put it this way. Look, I, okay, first of all, the, if there is any director in the world, ever, in the world of animation, that would have ever been the guy I walked into with one simple idea that I'm not watching just a film for kids, 
It's Haya fucking Miyazaki. I never at one point thought that I was going to walk into a film and get a kid's movie with him. Ever. I've, I've seen one in a Tao's Moving Castle, and it's kind of a kid's movie. But I never assume that's what I'm going to get with him. Ever. <sighs> ever. So with that being said, I walked into this with the mindset of, I'm going to get adult themes in this from time to time. I'm going to get a war story probably. Who expects to see dismemberment, though? Because Who expects to see all that? I'm talking about nowadays in 2020. In That's all I'm saying. In value. But uh, here's the thing, though. I, I, I still disagree. Look, here's the thing. I don't think... Do I think that, yes, you can make the argument for R. There is a lot of blood. There is a lot of weird imagery. And, yes, the dismemberment is crazy and bad. But also, in 2020, I don't think you have a leg to stand on. The, the animation that kids watch today, the video games that, games that kids play today without any context or any understanding, like, no. No. Fuck no. At 14, they're playing Call of Duty all the time. Like, fuck, they're playing Mortal Kombat 11. Fuck off. No. I don't think you have a leg to stand on. When it comes to the violence, let's just start over. Let's just start over. No, 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 no. I just think let's let's start over. Let's start over. Here's my. I don't know. I can't now. Let me tell you a story about a picture where there's a lot of people get their heads chopped off by arrows. Fuck killer arrows. Yep. All I'm saying is I was surprised, okay? It took me off guard. I was not expecting it. Okay, so here's the thing. That's fine. That's fair. And I do, again, think that you can make an argument for R, sure. But, Fuck them, dumb! But, but... Let's just cancel the show. The sausage party thing, yes, they are... I don't know where I was going with that. Fuck! They, it, that, is a, that is a movie where they are trying to look like a kid's movie... But it is rated R right off the bat. They're like, it, like, this is a rated R movie. We rated it R. Don't bring your kids to this. But the joke is, yes, they look like an animated kids movie. That's, I don't think that's what he was trying to do here at all. And from the very first like scene where the monsters showed up at the wall, I was like, no, this isn't, this isn't a kids movie. Like, it's not. It's just not. Right off the bat. And I didn't, and I didn't know much about the story. In fact. I knew what Zach had mostly said is that it was like Thunderdome. And guess what? Thunderdome isn't really a, a kid's movie either. That's a PG-13 movie. And so I was like, cool, I'll get into this. But, like, it, the most important thing when you see violence in a film is what's the context of it? What's the reason for it? Yeah, there's a lot of dismemberment and there's a lot of blood and everything. But the whole point of the movie is that life is worth living and that all of this hatred does nothing but ruin lives. That's all it does. So all the sickness and disgusting things, all the things that are jarring and like effective on that level, those things are there for a reason. And the reason is they shouldn't be there if you want to live a happy life. If you want to like avoid war and save the forest and keep people from fighting each other and work as a team, this is what you need to avoid. He feels guilty for those murders. But he's also being chased by people. He's screaming, please don't do this. He could not harm them. But then he has this demon in him where he could and has the power to murder. And that's pushing him. And he has to fight that for the rest of the movie. He knows it's going to kill him, this toxic anger thing inside him. Like, all of this is context and good filmmaking. 
So, yeah, I have no problem with the violence if it has a reason for being there. And it's sparse and it's important. It's not it's not wanton and rampant like a Taxaw Ridge or like fucking Transformers movie. I'm not, I, I'm watching a movie that's doing something and saying things and everything is there for a reason. It's not there just to be gross and disgusting. It's there to let you know that this guy has the ability with the flick of his wrist to kill a man. And he's making these decisions because of something inside him that he's trying to fight every single day that metaphorically represents what's caused all of this in the first place, which is hate. A hate, a driving hate for things that are different, for what you want, for defending what's important, for destroying what you think is stupid. Like, it does nothing but lead to ignorance, and everyone's inability to communicate leads to more of it. And he's the only person running throughout the movie knowing that this thing is going to kill him, knowing he's part of the biggest problem of the entire group of people fighting humanity, running around saying, peace, peace, I don't want to kill people. I've seen what I can do. I've seen what this thing can make me do. I could use this power to destroy people. What does he do? He stops a fight and he opens a door. He can use the demon power to kill more people, but he stops the fight and he opens a door and he separates the people so that they can stop, breathe for a second, and realize there may be another way to approach it. Instead of war starts, but he literally used this power of, de of demonic uh, strength to stop things for peace. So I, I, I think there's a reason it's there, which is why I think people need to take a second to look at why violence is in movies in the first place. Why does Quentin Tarantino use something? Why does uh, 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 horror movies use it? There's a reason for things. May that's why I would make an argument for PG-13. I don't think there's a lot of it. I, and I think when it happens, it's meant to be effective. But I also think you have a very good point, Chris. I'm not saying you don't. There is creepy imagery in this. It is There is war. There are characters saying, it doesn't matter. This person's going to die that, anyway. That, that forest spirit dude has the creepiest smile on its face the entirety of the movie. I, it is a creepy smile. I'll be honest. It's the kind of smile you see. You, it's the kind of smile you don't want to see at an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> I I do see what you're saying, Chris. I do. But this is the kind of thing that makes me ask, how should I approach animated films in the first place? How should I approach them? Should I, just because it's animated, do is it supposed to be childlike? Is it animated? It can't be uh, adult? Like... I don't know what Miyazaki has made, but he's the most respected adult filmmaker in the genre out there, in the median out there. To walk in and think he's just going to make a little kiddie film? It's hard for me to say, especially since I've not seen Spirited Away. And it sounds like Spirited Away is way more about family and a little bit more positive than this movie is. It doesn't sound like there's any decapitations in that film. I need a five-minute break. We'll be Full transparency, I had another meltdown. Now, this had nothing to do with the movie. This has just been negative emotions that have been building up all week. I'm going to get checked out. Um, and uh, because the American healthcare system is bad, they'll probably just clear me anyway. Um, so, let's just, let's just settle on that. You know what? People, you decide... Who's right, who's wrong. I'm not going to 
say what I really want to, but I, yeah. Anyway, so let's just push that aside. Sure. Alex is gone. <laughs> Alex, wake up. Boom! I know, I'm just... Boom! I, <laughs> I, I got a no, I got an Alex wake up. Oh no! It's like getting written up in school. I'll never be the valedictorian. Oh, that's oh. fine. Uh, I'm, uh, I, 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 I kind of set him up for that. <laughs> I mean that you did, you son of a so-and-so. Uh, I am uh, doing laundry in the tree. I'm putting putting some clothes in the, in the washer and dryer. I, I can smell that. Yep. Um, smells fresh. I haven't done this in a lot of time, so I have to do the same load over and over again because of Wait, all the Wait, Zach, dirt. where are you? What do you I mean am in the, I'm in the tree behind Alex. Yep. So he you're behind the train track. Yes. Choo-choo. <laughs> Wrong side of the tracks, am I right? Yeah. Breaking news, everyone. I have two stalkers. Well, no, he stalks me. Oh, so it's like that meme where Alex stalks me and Zach stalks Alex. So who's stalking yep. Zach? Peter? Uh, God? Angels? NSA? Yes. <laughs> you see, you see. Right now, we're in this, 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 this situation of the Spider-Man meme, where Spider-Man's pointing at Spider-Man, who's pointing at another Spider-Man, who's pointing at the first Spider-Man. I swear to God, for a second, I almost thought you were going to start that sentence with a Bill Cosby impression. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like my back. Faulty back. Anyway, long story short, shitty week. Anyway, so, movie proper. Movie proper. So, oh my god. This movie's beautiful. Let's just get that out of the way. Like, this movie's gorgeous. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, this looks great. Especially when, like, um, like, when... (laughs) That whole end, like the last thirty minutes, was just like, oh god, I had a thought. Like it reminded me of something. What did that? Oh man, what did the last thirty minutes remind? I for, man, there was I. Oh man, I had a great thought. Now it's gone because I'm bad. Never mind. Gonna bite my tongue on that one. Um, if I if I yeah, cool man. So. Like the last, like the last thirty minutes was just like, it was just like, awesome and like. <sighs> I have to disagree. I have to also disagree mm. about one th- another thing. Okay. I think Alex already, already kind of like fleshed this out, but like I don't think this is like Avatar. Like this is way more nuanced than Avatar. Yes. Yeah. I do. Way think- more deep. Yes, without a doubt. Um. I do think that the... And a different message. I think it's a different message. I don't... Th- yes, I don't think that you can say that this is like Avatar more than you can say that Avatar is like this. Like I said, I think this weakens my argument for Avatar being a good yeah. movie more than anything else. But um, the th- I felt like this was more like Avatar than it was Thunderdome. Um, until... 
the until the creature's ghost fell on the town and blew up Iron Town. Then I was like, oh, then it's like, yeah, okay, it blew up the town. Now we gotta rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I this, like okay, go ahead. This, this movie is like surprisingly like Thunderdome at times. <laughs> I when I was watching it, I never once thought of Thunderdome. Really? You didn't think about the village led by the really strong woman who's, like, fighting a war? She was much nicer. What? She was she much was, nicer than Tina nice. Turner. Yes? She was nicer, yeah. But that's also because uh, the movie takes the time to show the people of the town. We don't need well, another hero! Oh, <laughs> no! But that, that, there's no one in Thunderdome that's like, yeah, that Tina Turner, she you know really set this up and organized it in a really good way. She was an admin. Oh, like, 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 there's nobody like that. They make an effort to say that not only that every character in this film is capable of possessing the ability to remind someone that life is worth living. She gives lepers work. She gives lepers guns and allows them to defend the stronghold of the entire place that everyone lives at. She believes everyone matters. She doesn't believe that nature matters, which is interesting. That that's like industrialist talk. Exactly, but she's also not the worst one. Right. The worst one is like the an example of modern day um, Silicon Valley guys who are like, we just want to you know transfer our blood from young people once a month so that we can live forever. Like they Isn't that want get to, out. That get it's like out. Get out. That, that is like get out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The idea of but not racist. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Uh, I to me, that's the other evil. But what the movie I think is very interesting is that he doesn't. He kind of gets away with it. He gets. He, he doesn't. The bad guy. Away. It's like he, there's no comeuppings for him. So yep. It's this way of being like the world will do this. You just have to do your best to keep to just keep the peace. That's the best thing you can do. That's just one of the two major themes. The other major theme being like industrialism, yeah, and like nature is beautiful. Stop fucking destroying it. Yeah, like like Avatar, like chooses a side, and that's the side of the indigenous people. While it is like that is like that's important, but like what I appreciate about this movie is like. Um, shoot! Like his like his name was so long. What was the main character's name? I'm sorry. Ashitaka. Ashitaka. Prince Ashitaka. Prince Ashitaka. Uh, so Ashitaka. Shut up. Yeah. Um. Listen, I can call him Ashitaka. We're close buds, okay? Um. (laughs) We're on an informal basis. Um. We get Ashitakos on Tuesday. Ashi tacos or Ashi tacos? That is such a Deadpool joke. Like I can see that joke in a Deadpool movie. Thank you. Um, so, so Ashi Taka, like, I just totally forgot my point. Anyway, um, right. So like he's trying. He's like, listen, like it. Hmm. Okay, let me actually. I actually paused the movie before my breakdown, so I'm gonna keep going. He's he just got shot, and then now he's being pulled to the island. Um, I, they just pulled the wolf out from the dead body. <laughs> ew. 
Um, oh, you're there. Okay. Um, so, like, he's trying to... I like how he's trying to balance both sides. Yeah. Yes. Like, I know people don't like centrists these days. But, like... That was popular, yeah. Um, but I, 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 I do... Oh, it, it does work. Anyway. Um, it does... I, I just like that. It's like, it's like... He's like, it's more nuanced than that. It's like, it's gonna, like... Um, he realized it more than anybody that, like, the forest spirit was, like, a representation of all life. Yeah. Not just forest or human, even though the humans don't give a darn about the spirit. The other thing that I think is really interesting, and you can see this a lot in the movie, is that the only thing Ashitaka really cares about, truthfully, is removing the curse from him. And he'll, right. and he'll align himself with whoever he views as the person who can do that, which at the beginning he believes it is Lady Eboshi, when really it's San and Moro and the Forest Spirit. Well, I mean, maybe not Sam. I think that was his. Original. I think he. I think he loves I, Sam, I, I but. Think, well, no, he they'd love each other, but I also don't think that their romance is the key thing. I think no, 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 su- no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I think there's support and just. Respect. Look at I think giant so many... ghost Godzilla. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I think they do love each other, but I think that's just like on top of the many of the things that they feel for each other. I think they're best friends, respect everything. Like they, they, they just are great equals. But um, I think I forgot my point a little bit too. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I feel like, yeah, I forgot it. No worries. It's gone like a fart in the wind. um let's see um the only person okay there are two people so as i look at this dvd cover like okay billy crudup was ajitaka that's right yes yes that's right i I could i honestly couldn't tell all i know so i tried to guess who was playing who so I'm guessing Billy Bob Thornton was the monk, was the red-nosed monk. Yep. Rudolph, the red-nosed Asian monk. Um, wow. With oh, a wart. That is striking. Please get that removed, sir. Um, <laughs> we have doctors for this reason. Not in the 1600s, dude. That was a death sentence, man. This is the 1600s? Yeah, well, actually, it's the 1300s. 1336 to 1573. Sense. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. Not 1600s. That's, that's, well, that's the industrialist boom. The 14th um, century. That's when this takes place. Okay. I know who Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith played. Yeah, she plays Toko, the, the wife. She plays Toko. Um, Do you know who John DiMaggio played? Uh, Mushu. Yes. Wait, wait, which movie? Oh, sorry, wrong movie. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Okay. That's on me. Sorry, wrong movie. <laughs> sorry. Wrong sorry. fucking culture, too, dude. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. You hurt, you hurt me. me. <laughs> dude, you hurt me. That's like the wrong culture. I can, I can picture you clutching your chest right now. <laughs> like some southern hurt. bird. My lord. <laughs> lord. <laughs> 
Lord. I do um, It's like uh, Benoit, Benoit LeBlanc. Benoit Blanc, God, sorry. You hurt Knives Out, like that. God, you hurt That's... me with that, Chris. Um, God. So, anyway. Um, he wasn't even Mushu. I know, I know. It was Eddie Murphy. That hurts. <laughs> Chris, that, like, hurts me. You know, um, I, I I liked Billy Crudup. I thought he was good. Um, I thought Billy Bob Thornton was fine if he didn't have to speak too fast. I really liked Jillian Anderson. I thought she was really good. I thought um, Keith David was really good. Uh, I didn't like Claire Danes. That's fine, though. Who did Claire Danes play? She played Son, right? Yeah, she played the main, the female lead. (laughs) Okay. Claire Danes hit or miss for me. What what I think is actually kind of ironic though is that the Japanese actress who played San though also played Kaya, which was Ashitaka's sister, who was played by Tara Strong. That does happen a lot in, in uh yeah. that does happen a lot. Um there is a thing in anime that the English dubs are always terrible. I actually think the English dub in this is better than the Japanese. I, I just can't watch as the Japanese dub, to be frank. Like People I, like the only exception to the to this that I can think of, I, 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 funny enough, like the only exception to like the whole like English dub, like great English dub is Cowboy Bebop. I don't know. It feels Dragon like Ball, people. Dragon Ball Z is a way better dub. There, there's that. Okay, that there, there's that too. But like, I also that, think Full Metal Alchemist has a better dub. That I've F- heard is also subjective F- though. FLCL is really good. Even like Pokemon's a better dub. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there are standouts, but in the early yeah. days, around 1997, that wasn't always the case. Yeah, right. I think this is a, I think this is a hit or miss. Some people are really good, some people are meh, and some people are great. Yeah, I I will say though, as as we get further along in the more modern, uh, uh, uh. Miyazaki movies, the acting does get much more consistently better. Yeah, I think Spirit Away has an has a great cast. I think actually, truthfully, the best acting across the board is Howl's Moving Castle. Also, I do have to nitpick with the English dub. Yeah, the spacing between lines of dialogue and, and the dis- yeah yeah I I see what you mean there. There's not a lot of room for breathing. So, like, when he first leaves, it's just, like, he just gets up. He's like, you can never return. This is the last time you'll be here. Farewell. He walks out. I'm like, bruh. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> like, that was not dramatic at all. Like, what am I? Well, dude, if someone's like, you have to leave, we can never say goodbye to you, and we're you're dead to us for now on. Oh, she's bird feeding him. I forgot. Oh, that's gross. That Sorry. lasted longer than it really ever needed to. I was like, okay, I get it. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> bird feeding. She's really. Uh. And then they make us. And then he's like, I dreamed that you were feeding me. And she's like, yeah. Freaking Edward Cullen over here. <laughs> oh, man. I wish. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I would say. Uh, um, I. I. 
if I, Billy Bob Thornton was hit or miss most of the time. He was the worst when he first met him, but he was really good at the campfire scene. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he'll be all right, but he did not handle the fast stuff at all. No. no. Um, I think John DiMaggio was fine. He was perfectly comedic where he needed to be. I think, like, Jada Pinkett Smith was there. She, she I mean... This was actually... Really, go ahead, Zach. She didn't really have a lot to work with, so it was kind of hard for you, me to gauge what she was doing. Sarah Dane? No, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, Jada Pinkett... I thought Jada Pinkett Smith was fine. Yeah, I mean, I think Claire Danes, like... I that character she, that character doesn't really speak, so it, it, it's. I don't think you need an actress to be able to do much with that. I don't think it's that she doesn't speak so much. She doesn't speak a lot. You are correct, but I don't. I I think the problem is when she speaks, it's a very um, emotive. It's yeah. like yelling a lot, and the face is really big. Like she's so sort of like, "I'm a wolf. I can't believe you did that. I hate all humans." There's a lot of that, and she's there's a lot of yelling in anime, and I just don't think. Yeah. Her, for that yeah i agree um i i again i i think like the overall acting strength as far as miyazaki movies really apexes at um at howl's moving castle i think that cast is perfect i think everyone plays the role perfectly i'm so intrigued to watch more now like this really was a good starting point to be like and, and, and there is a worry when you step up into someone's work with the masterpiece first, but like yeah. for me, I I love that because then you get to see the trickle down effect to all the other ones. Where were the other yeah. ones that built? Where were the ones that were reminiscent of it? Where were the ones that were their whole other I- uh, identities? So yeah. I'm like again, I've been the most interested in like How's Moving Castle, but like people seem to have a soft spot for Totoro. Like what's the Totoro? That? No, Totoro is um. So, so not to deviate too much, but to talk about Totoro, since it seems like we're talking about Miyazaki in general. Um, Totoro is very, very good for uh, multiple reasons. The, the really particular one, though, is the fact that it is a kid. It is a story about kids coming to terms with change. Uh, and the change being um, a move, more specifically, uh, that's kind of the big theme of My Neighbor Totoro, is uh, it's about two girls with a who are the daughters of a professor who have to move into a house in the middle of nowhere uh, since their mother can't take care of them. And they they kind of come to terms with the fact that this is their new life. They can't quite do everything the way they wanted to, and they... They didn't want to leave their home and they they kind of come to terms with this is this is what's happening. Mm. Um, and then uh, some stuff happens uh, with the family and, and the, 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 the kids have to kind of learn that this is. Um, this is life and that life is very much about respect for people and respect for uh for change and and uh the the movie also has a huge theme of animism which is uh belief in spiritual essence of everything both objects places and people and things um 
So um, it it's really really interesting, and it's 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 very 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 lighthearted. Interesting. So, uh, sorry. Hashtag, hashtag back to Willow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the part where he wakes up and like now the boars and the wolves are talking to each other. This is where the movie started to really like grab me. Where it was just like. I was like, okay, this is this is about a boy who gets cursed and has to go fix it, and he has to deal with all this industrialism, and <laughs> and I have not encountered such a I have not encountered uh, Princess Mononoke yet. Uh, <laughs> um, so then they have this discussion of just like, listen, like this forest is screwed, but like. Because, like, humans, right? And so... And so, like... Um... Like, that's where it started to click with me. Is then the movie... Um... Continued after that. And it was just like... Listen, like... One way or the other... Like... I'm gonna one get way, you One get... way or the other... Yeah, that, that's funny. One way or the other, someone someone gets someone's gonna get hurt. Like either way, like this is either way, like both sides are like in the wrong place. Yeah. Right? Like they're trying to like exterminate each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas even if they coexisted, like like it's almost like colonialism, but it's uh, I feel like that's the wrong term for it. It's, I feel like that's the wrong term. No, it, it's... I, colonialism, Western expansion, uh, territorialism, nationalism, uh, in general, it's, it, 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 it's the idea of why does humanity have to have clans in the first place? It's why can't we just be able to live within harmony? You know, there could be groups and sure, and packs and stuff, but like... Why does why does one area have to die for something else to live on such a scale that everyone is affected by it? Um, it's one thing if you know you one you shoot a bunny and then that bunny just can't be there for the parents, the baby bunnies die, stuff like that. Like that's on a small. And then the scale, bunnies go like, to war, like Monty Python. Exactly. Oh God. Um, but uh, <laughs> to destroy an entire forest was a big loss for a lot of things, for a lot of people, for a lot of spirits. But the death still led to a valley, a valley that could possibly one day lead to another forest. And it's like when an asteroid hits Earth, a lot of shit dies. But then stuff regrows, and then it comes back again. And that's the point. Everything dies. Everything comes back. If you continue to worry about it, you're going to take everyone out with you. So, you know... Fucking chill out. Show your shit. He's walking around with a death sentence and he's just trying to keep people from fighting. That's all he wants, really. That's the message. That's the the journey I got from him. Once he got sick, it was like, oh, and I knew it was going to be like Thunderdome a bit. So I know he'd go to two different places. But I knew he was going to be going on a journey. And and I knew he had a death sentence. I didn't think he would ever get cured, ever. I always thought he was going to die. And I think that's how he felt, too. By the time he went to her, uh, the the Iron Town, 
and he saw what they were sacrificing to do this. I think he was like, no, I'm going to die, and I don't want to support this. I don't want to support any of this. There's actually somebody else fighting for this. I'm going to go meet that person. I'm going to I'm gonna go hang out with that person because I've got God knows how long. Maybe they can help me, but honestly, the reason he mostly did it is because he didn't want to be involved in that shit. And I, I, I think he was just like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to die and that I can't get this fixed. Maybe I can. But until then, I don't want to do any more damage. I don't want to like call you a bad person and try and stop you. I just want to live my life in peace. And I t- that's yeah. the message I got mostly from him. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, just, also, I just, I just really, I actually kind of like, it's like, it's just so funny, like, he grew a genuine connection with both sides. Yeah. And, like, he's trying to, like, protect both of it. Dude, get that wart off your face. Um, <laughs> he is so distracted by the wart. <laughs> it's just bole, why. Bole, 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 bole. So anyway, anyway. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's what I kind of like. Like that. Like he's trying to keep it all together and like he just at the end he just like just like he's just he's just he just advocates for like just let it run its course like whatever happens happens don't let this be the reason why one of you has to die yeah yeah also because somebody fixed this freaking growth of my arm (laughs) It it did see, yeah, because I felt like I never felt at any point like he kept walking in and he was like, hey, I'm looking for someone to fix my arm. And it's never at any point where, like, in Mad Max, it's very clear where he's like, he never felt like that to me. It felt like someone who was like, I'm probably going to die, but maybe if I see the spirit, I won't. And in the meantime, you guys are going to fucking piss her off. So I'm getting out of this shit. I'm not telling you what to do, and I ain't going to throw a wrench in your monkey wrench thing. In fact, I'm going to jump in there, and I'm going to help the women. I'm I'm stronger than the women because I've got this power. I'm going to go down there and help them and give them a break and have some fun. But I'm not going to stop anything. I'm just going to go see if this person can help me. And also, I agree with their politics more than you. You may be helping lepers, but I just don't want to be involved in any of this, and I'm going to go like hang out with someone I probably would be Yeah, like... He, he's like, he's at the end of, he's like somebody at the end of their life, like deciding, Hey, I'm going, I might as well see as much as I can before I go. There's an element of that too. Yeah. Very true. And that's the other thing. Like someone I've read somewhere that there's a lot of a breath of the wild in this. And yeah, dude, I can see that. They're like the costume. Yeah. But also that's the feeling I got when he left. I was like, he's going to leave his whole town. He has to leave his little sister. We're never going to see his little sister again. She has to come back. But then after a while, I was like, nah, dude, fuck it, man. You're gone. Like, this, but, like just get out there. Like, you're probably not going to make it, man. Go out there. See some shit. Um, the, what, the, when he leaves town and he leaves his sister, the music that plays in the valley in the background is A, gorgeous, and B, 
reminded me a lot of Lord of the Rings. Mm. I was like, well, maybe, maybe... Uh, I'm Peter... going on an adventure! Not that, not that one, sorry, sorry. God. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I just feel bad for The Hobbit. I don't really hate it. I, I, I pity The Hobbit. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty The Hobbit! I feel like that's. I feel like that was the vibe I got when he was like, out like ten minutes in. I was like, dude, don't go home. Let's get. Yeah, you don't need to go home. You're done. Yeah, I was like, I don't yeah. care if he dies. I just expect him to. And with that being the case, then it became more of a war thing. Yeah, when he when they meet the boar and he explains that he had killed the boar, uh, to the to him I was like, dude, take your responsibility. That's so cool. And then all the other boars were like, oh. Literally, so so on that scene, dude, when 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 like the boars are talking about how the the, the boar was like beautiful and everything, I'm like, bruh, <laughs> it's got pus coming out of its eyes. It's blind. <laughs> no, no, Naga Naga was the one that he killed at the start of the movie. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's, He's got pus yeah, coming out of his eyes. He's blind. He's white as like. That's, that's Okoto. He's uh he's the old wise boar. He's got pus coming out of his eyes. He's blind. <laughs> that pus was gross, though. Um, I love him it. vomiting blood. Like literally, I almost puked. Like, oh man! I just thought it was great. That. I thought it was like, great. Like, blah, like, oh god! I was like, all oh, this is so gooey and great. Like, at that point, I had accepted that like this movie is just like intense. And then, but that was just like, oh, that's just gross. That's like, that's really, that's like, he just vomited blood. I was like, no, no, that's, oh. You know, that's an interesting thing here. If I'd have seen this before, maybe I would have warned you a little bit of some of that stuff. But because I yeah. did, we both came to it differently. But um, I, I, I got to be honest, once I saw in the trailer the wormy thing, I was like, this movie is going to be different. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Oh my god! Wormy boar monster at the beginning. I was like, if you have that in your movie, you can have. There's no limits to what you're going to show me. So although the deaths, the deaths, and some of the violence and uh, and some of the other creatures were, I was taken aback by the that initial monster really sets you up for how gross and weird this movie can get. Yes. Gosh, like the when then when San just. Like is in there and just like oh god it kind of puts her puts her face puts her face in the wound um, yeah it gives me like it gives me like um it gave me like Akira vibes when um yeah yeah Tetsuo's girlfriend is in that in in his like gelatinous mask gets crushed by I was like oh no sad sad death spoiler. Sad. I'm still, I'm still traumatized by that death to this day. Um, I just feel sad. I think it's gross and I love it, but it's also sad. Yeah, like she's just a nice girl who got caught up with the wrong, like, person who now has like the power to create an entire universe. Yeah, um, it's like one of those things where you're like, sometimes you're just the girlfriend of Hitler, and it's like you love a guy that hates everyone. <laughs> like, oh god, you just put your train to the wrong wagon. Ah, oh, God, like, every time I see them, like, oh, her eyes pop out, too. Ah! Oh! Um, right before she explodes. Um, anyway. <laughs> Please, let's not put a cure on the wheel. <laughs> now, um, now I want to put a cure on the wheel, because I have it on not. Blu-ray. 
I haven't got Blu-ray 4K, man, dude. I had to say something. I had to say, I just had to say it. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, but like, Chris, also, I think you can handle Akira. Also, the action is really good. Yeah. I have to say, the action's great. Like, yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching the hand. I'm watching the fight they have with the uh, the monk, the knife fight. And it's, yeah, they hold a lot. The the everything is pretty fluid. Like the 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 fight between San and Hiboshi. Uh, Hiboshi. Yeah, I could tell some of that was 3D. Actually, if it makes you feel crazy, Chris. The only thing that was actually 3D in the entire movie was the worms. I could have sworn Ibushi was a 3D model in that fight at some point. Um, when he, when he, like, when Ashitaka grabbed them and the worms came out, that was 3D, but everything else was hand-drawn, dude. God, the worms! Ugh! The worms are terrible, man. I'm sorry. No, like, no, I, I get it. But I'm like, going to have nightmares, and they will, mean, they will not be good nightmares. Honestly, God, though, like, the fact that, like, all of that was hand-drawn, though, is, like, even more impressive to the movie. Yeah. It, it's really gorgeous. Like, it's, it's beautiful. Um, that man is talented and deserves your praise, Chris. Yes. Um, Hayao Miyazaki, once again, delivers. Um, so, yeah, pretty much every, uh, pretty much like, I uh, pretty much like every, everything about this, like, it's just, it like, it just presents itself in a way that I really haven't seen either all that much or at, if at all, like, it's just, a dude at the end of his life, screw it, I'm gonna die. This is not the world I want to go out on. This is I don't want to leave the world in a worse state than I left that I left it in. Yeah, because that's... I just yeah. Um. So, so that that was I I found that interesting, and. Yeah, and also I have to nitpick another thing. Like, so it actually was kind of sad that San didn't ultimately see where he was getting at when they first met. Uh, when uh, Aji Ajitaka, God, ah, it's just it's it's a, a tongue twisting name too. It's long and it's tongue twisting. Okay, Zach's going to the bathroom. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks, Zach. Uh, <laughs> um, I was waiting for the correction. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Um, and so, oh man, that 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 whole comment on that he left on the Skype chat just threw me off. Honestly, um. <laughs> um I was kind of off, but I was like, why... Alex, you're going to have to talk me off this because, Like, why did she not just realize that, like, she she did come to terms with her actual, like, like she's... Like, she okay, she's basically 
um, Mowgli mm-hmm. from the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Like, but she hasn't. I was waiting for. I thought her arc was going to be she's going to come to terms with her humanity and accept that. Then accept that like balance with. Um, I'm just going to call him Taka. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought he, I thought they were going to embrace that balance. She was going to like embrace like that's where she came from. But like no, but like the, for me, it's like now. Now I'm just like, okay, wait. She's. I have to remember because I just said this. She's Mowgli. Um, in the, the her story was not necess- humanity is not necessarily conformity. There are other right. forms. There are other forms of humanity. Um. She she just needed to take responsibility um, for humanity for he, for her humanity by just simply accepting the fact that she had to live as a human. That doesn't necessarily mean that she needed to go to Iron Town and make it better and get dresses and you know try to be in their version of society. She can still live in the forest, but own up to the fact that she's a human. Don't pretend to be a wolf. Don't say that right. you're a wolf. Don't dress like one. Like you are a human who thinks differently than the people there. And maybe what she needs is a period of time in the forest while Taka and the rest of the people in that town rebuild. Uh, yeah. And then maybe one day she will go back. Maybe she. Maybe her living in the forest is the connection that the people from that town, as they build it, can make with the new forest that continues on. And maybe that valley becomes a new flush forest that is connected with humanity now. And that that new town breeds generations that learn to respect the woods and treat them as uh, the way they do in a show like Twin Peaks rather than burn it down again for more iron. Um, that There's possibilities all around. But ultimately, yes, she was raised by wolves. Raised by a hardcore fucking mom, too. That mom was hardcore. Hardcore mom, and uh, <laughs> like she was, she didn't want her daughter to live among humans, and she isn't living among humans in the, at the end. But she is left with hope that maybe the humans that are left there in that town could possibly be able to treat whatever they have left that is going to grow with more respect than the people that came before them, and that's the whole point of the movie. When you die, the only thing you can hope for is that the generations after you do the best they can. That's it. On a societal level, that's all you can do. Fight for peace and do the best you can. You don't have to agree with them and you don't have to live with them, but you may be the reason why things are connected. Because that's the, that was the problem with all of the spirits and all the animals when she was there with her mom. All of them were doing their own thing. Wolves knew that the boars were never going to understand rather than finding a way to get them to understand. So she fought with the boars and watched them all die. But in this case, she may be able to be the reason why the animals can keep in contact with the humans in the first place. She may not agree with them, but here's the thing that I find probably the most interesting. I think that the, the woman who loses her arm had a thing for Taka. And Taka 
is going to rebuild the town with her instead of live in the forest with the son. So I think that those two are going to get married. And then San's going to have to deal with the fact that Taka... So it's like... So it's almost kind of like the ending to, uh... Okay, no, not exactly. Like, maybe like... (laughs) I'm going crazy. I was thinking... So it's like the end of How to Train Your Dragon 3. How so? How is that? You get to the girl. I don't know. (laughs) I was like... Hiccup and Toothless definitely got it on, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Although he is Toothless. (laughs) Big mouth. I was like, like, that's the only way it makes sense. My comparison. I'm I'm full of bad comparisons today. Um, (laughs) I would say... uh, (laughs) Sorry, I was all... But I do think what, what I, did I miss? You, you missed Chris suggesting that Hiccup has sex with Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. What the fuck, Chris? <laughs> For, first <laughs> off, I'm not even going to get into the species issue here. Can we? <laughs> hey, man, it's a big old gumless mouth. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh Lord, have have mercy! All right. Okay. No, we were the context that. Oh man, that dude's head is gone. Um. So that dude just said no smoke. Um. So, Uh, but what I was okay. So what we were talking about was. Sorry, that was that was a hard laugh. What we were talking. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, what we were talking about was Alex presented the theory that. Taka and Ibushi got together because Taka went to rebuild the town with her. But, like, uh, obviously, like, Taka's going to go and visit San because he said he would. Okay. So I was thinking it's, like, the ending of Hachiri Dragon 3. And I was just like, oh, wait, how does that make, wait, how does that make sense? Like, it only makes sense if Jacob and Toothless got it on at some point. <laughs> It took me a second, but then I realized what he was talking about, and I was like, you know what? I, I am, I am. <laughs> Chris, Chris, I can't breathe. Chris, breathe, 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 breathe. I just, I love the idea. Hey, hold, 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 hold on, hold on, Chris. Go ahead. Go to bed, Chris. You're drunk. <laughs> I might just be. What did you put? What did you put in my water, Alex? How'd you get into my water system? Easy, Princess Mononoke. I broke in. <laughs> More like Princess Monococaine. Ah, oh, he oh. made a funny. Kids, that's right. Thank so- you, everybody. I'll be here all week. I won't. No, Great. I'm just gonna. Right now. Anyway, before you do, let's grade it. All right, let's grade it. I think we've exhausted everything. I love okay. it, and I need to go into more Miyazaki and explore Miyazaki. Yeah. Yes. Um. So do great. we? Do we? Do we want to hop, hop into ratings? Let's hop into grade. It's great. Okay. Um. Chris, you go first. Okay. I rarely go first. Um. beautiful i 
I can't really find any fault with it unless I nitpick it. And I really enjoyed this one. It's just like a fun animated movie too. Like it like there's merit on that level too. Like it's really fun. So um, give it an A. Why are you telling me what to don't tell me what to do? I didn't tell you what to do. I said You're not my you... real dad. Maybe I am, Chris. Maybe I am. Um Yes, yeah, I'll give it an A. <laughs> oh, the mines. Oh, man, those boards. I, I was, the funny thing is I was literally thinking the exact same thing you were, Chris, which is I don't have any faults. I don't have any criticisms. I don't really have... Ah, yeah, I shot up his arms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any real uh, problems with it. There's like, two moments that make me genuinely laugh because they take me out of the movie because they're silly to me. One where uh, I think Taka falls and then a wolf just starts chewing on his face. And I was like, you'd have no face. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds. I do think the feeding, the feeding of the mouth thing is the feeding through the mouth thing happens way too long, like uncomfortably long. Like he's fucking with you long. Like the director. Do you like, think that's what Hayao Miyazaki get, is into in his spare time? Dude, it is. I, well, I have to tell. I guess if I see. What if that? What if that's his kink? Like, um, the Wachowskis are into like gothic, like hardcore grinding. I was gonna say Tarantino and Feet as a more obvious example, but I was gonna say if like if I'm watching The Wind Rises, which is a movie about a guy who just designs planes but still feeds his wife boob through his mouth, you're gonna be like, yeah, that's a fetish. <laughs> Um, um, I I, uh, I was thinking the same thing. I don't have any criticisms. I don't have any faults. Um, the third one was when the wolf jumps off the cliff and then has this like boink. This kind of like I just jumped up and he's got this weird little landing pose. Oh and my it, god! They stoned him. That's so crazy to me. Um, I think that's super silly. But that's it. Like I don't really have any problems with it. But the thing is, the I don't. I'm not really comparing this to other movies. I'm comparing this to other Miyazaki's. He is a whole nother level of artistry in and of himself. All of his movies are beyond other movies to a certain extent for that reason. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it an A because I do think there's nothing wrong with it. I have no problems. It's so much work was put into it and it's got a really great message to it. Um, <clears throat> but I'm gonna, I watched so few of it. So I want to go A because I may find that he does more and I get more out of a movie that may has a smaller story to it with a stronger message that something's maybe I, I hear there's something about Kiki's delivery service that I respond that I respond to a lot as a story. There's something about like Totoro that after hearing that now that actually was, I think I'm going to respond to that a lot. And they may be a pluses for me because of what they do. So um, I'm going to uh, just probably just rate his movies based off of his other films. And until then, when it comes to other films, it, yeah, like his stuff is beyond anything. It's, he's a, it's a masterpiece. It's a fucking masterpiece. He, yeah, I was going to say, like, if you're comparing his movies to other movies, not even his own movies, just not considering his own movies, it's mm -hmm. an A every time. It's, it's not going to matter... Mm -hmm. It's not going to matter what you're comparing it to. It's not going to matter what's going on. It His movies are just that good. But and it's why you actually do have to compare them to each other because 
there is a hierarchy within them and uh, well, yeah, weird, I, and as weird as it is, Mononoke is near the top for those. So if, even among other Ghibli films, so yeah, there's like when you look at like um, Hitchcock films, like every time you watch a Hitchcock film, you're watching a good film at its base core. You're not, you're never gonna watch a bad Hitchcock film. He's yep. just better than most people. So yep. you usually have to grade it by other Hitchcock films as yep. well as some, like be a little more specific when you get to like when you're comparing it to like Casablanca or Godfather stuff like that I'd look at this and I'd be like if I'm going to compare it on its own and it's masterful in so many ways and I just don't know animation that well um, I would probably not pick someone like Disney I would pick a Citizen Kane like I would take Citizen Kane as a movie and say look at all the achievements and what that does and how it tells a story and what's it's seen and how does it like it's also pretty much one guy's vision with the help of a bunch of great artists um I would look at this and be like, yeah, these are both of that same caliber. Few problems, no faults. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, no problems, uh, few reasons to complain. Great story, good time. I, and for me, at the end of the day, am I glad I spent $16 on this? I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm well, not there up- are much worse things to spend $16 on. I'm going to watch this again. Like once I started thinking about Breath of the Wild, I was like, hell yeah, because sometimes I watch that game play uh, as a playthrough. And that thing, that, that game is beautiful. And this, I, that, but with more darkness and, and more interesting characters. And yeah. I just like a, I'd like a movie where like it, I'm, I'm familiar with the story. The oh, God. And God. characters are treated with humanity by everyone else, including, especially your main character is the kind of guy who's just, nice to everyone it's so nice to have a guy who's just thankful that someone gives him like a pen to write with and he just he just exceedingly thinks him in a way that like is so much more than needed because i i mean i mean he gives that he gives that rice merchant a a chunk of gold (laughs) yeah dude that's fucking and she doesn't know what that is She's like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> she doesn't even apologize for yelling at his ass and causing a problem in the first place. Like, he doesn't even say it's gold. He lets another guy explain it. He's just like, this is going to play itself out. Because he's dying, and he doesn't give a shit. I love it. I love it. What There's a so- guy. <laughs> and nobody is right all the time. And yeah. nobody is wrong all the time. Everybody is human in a world that just respects it just wishes that you can respect life. But at the end of the day, horrible things happened. They'll probably happen again. But the opportunity for it is always going to be there. That's life. You're all, we're all going to die. Stop worrying about it. I was yeah. like, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm sorry. The, 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 bo- the pus and the boars and that giant boar's eye. I just can't get over it. That's just I, gross. I, I thought all this stuff was great i thought it was just amazing like none of it disgusted me that much and i think it's because i've seen a lot of disgusting shit yeah um so zach why do you give this an a plus uh well i'm not giving it an a plus because i don't believe in the a plus but <laughs> oh boo get out of here a plus plus uh i i'm giving it an a because i don't believe in the a plus <laughs> how dare you how dare you define oh the worms are coming out of his face all right uh, he's trying to clean them off oh, gross <laughs> Stop. Yeah, my, my A is only because I need to see more Miyazaki's. For That's that. a rock to the head. She's dead. Um, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't believe in the A+, so uh, gonna stick with the A. <laughs> How dare you? How dare I? 
All right. So that's Princess Mononoke. I owe Levi a new copy. So, all right. <laughs> a better copy. All right. <laughs> we have a wheel to spin. Finally. Yes we, do. yes, we do. All right. Have we thought of suggestions? I know I haven't. <laughs> uh, it's the good wheel, right? It is, in fact, the bad wheel. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We I better have, whatever we spend, we better have Peter on next time. Back catalog. Oh, yeah, dude. He'll do a bad for sure. Back catalog. Oh, what's yep. the back catalog? Oh, Let God. me uh, pull it up here. I got a couple in my back pocket, but I want to hear what the back cat is. Back cat. Love All right. Good. To the backlog. Bad movies. Back cat. Daredevil 2003. Okay. Godzilla. Which one? Roland X Godzilla. Got it. That that matters. Robin Hood 2018 for a very specific reason. Hopefully more. Yes. Hopefully more than that. Um oh yeah, they're carrying the dude's head. Oh they're no no not yet. Um who killed Captain Alex? Okay. Not our Alex. Alex is not a captain. Yeah. Not yet. We're not we're working on it. <laughs> um get a ship it, soon. It's like as hard it's it's making Alex the Captain is as hard as getting a green card. Like, if you're trying to work in the U.S. Um, from overseas. I get seasick. Uh, Gemini Man. Okay. Uh, no Holds Barred. Okay. Masters of the Universe. Mm, that's right. Okay. Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Santa Slay. Okay. I, 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 I can't wait. <laughs> even if I, even if like I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm picking this, but the day that I bring this, I'll be like, we're like, I can't wait to show you guys this. Oh, I've seen enough uh, to know that. I'm oh, yes, Santa conquers the Martians. Okay. Varsity Blues. Oh yeah. <laughs> wild Wild West. That's not even I'm, that bad. I've it's seen. That, I've I, seen. It's just I've boring. Seen, I've seen uh, Film Joy's deep dive videos on it. I Film Joy's great. Um, they are. They were like. They were like. They were like appalled by this. Like. Yeah, it's appalling. Honest moments of recoil. Like. Yeah, this, dude, all it is when it's not boring action. Yeah, it's the main character and the bad guy just assaulting each other with insults about racism and disability, and it's like, wow. You're running this really, really hard into the ground. Okay. Max Steel. Okay. Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. Oh, God. Aragon. Okay. Van Helsing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cutthroat Island. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Chaperone. Eh? Jiggly? Giggly? Well, how did we say it before? Jiggly. Okay. Um, yep. Ultraviolet. <laughs> Aeon Flux. Mm -hmm. God, just... you guys are... <laughs> just God. another romantic wrestling comedy. Why are we, like, one-offing these, like... This isn't even the list. This is just the backlog. I know. That, Daddy Daycare. Okay. And Zardoz. Oh, my God. Zardoz. That's right. All right. So, I have a couple suggestions... You but I'm gonna put, one. Well, these are gonna replace. Well, oh, the, the movie, worms. Let me rephrase. 
I'm my actual pick is going to be from the backlog, but these are going to be movies that might get added to the backlog. Okay, so are you ready? Are you ready for the? Hold on, I just got to remember what the other one is real quick. So the first suggestion is Iron Sky. Oh my God, Iron Sky. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> oh, you vomited the blood. Oh, Iron Sky. All right, that's an interesting movie. It's about Nazis on the moon. It's uh, not good. <laughs> um, right. So, so discuss that. What? What? Isn't there more than one? Yes. I mean, isn't there more than... There isn't three, though. Okay, I I would hope there was three. Then we can do a run of it. But no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, could you imagine being in like a dead body? Full of moving demon worms. Yeah, man. Sexy. Disgusting, bro. Ugh. Right, hey, baby. What? Hey, baby. I'm not king shaming, by the way. I just thought about. I just was thinking about, and I couldn't remember what it is. Uh, but my suggestion is gonna be Super Mario Brothers. That's gonna be my actual suggestion. But I'll tell you what. I'll ask you. I'll figure okay. out what the other one is. Um. But let me think about what the other one is, and I, I just need to remember what it is. Uh, I'm ba- I'm bouncing between Zardoz or Gili. Gili, okay. that's how we say it. Gili. Um, Chris, do you have any ideas? I'm Zardoz. Really, I'm really, I really want to see just another romantic wrestling comedy again because the YouTube channel that first introduced me to this movie actually did a commentary of it with the mom from that movie. Ooh, I want to watch that movie again, just in general. It was a good one. (laughs) It's still up. It's still there. It was was rage inducing. I put my blood pressure. (laughs) Like you, you, you screaming, God damn it. Every time they did a time jump. It was so it was funny. fucking crazy, though. God damn it. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, the Chaperone is pretty boring. Cutthroat Island, the movie that killed the studio. Um, Aragon, out of sheer curiosity. Mm. Even though that's more of a curiosity reason than a bad wheel reason. Max Steel, I did. Max Steel, I did for school. Right, I didn't see it though. I had I forced two people to watch it. Uh, I actually forced Travis to watch it. Oh wow, that's right. You did say that. Uh, I'm gonna for sure go Gili. I mean, I, Zardoz will happen one day for sure. But I'm for now. I need I, I need Gili. <laughs> this wheel scaring me, guys. <laughs> what the fuck was that movie? Holy shit! I don't know. No holds barred. Uh, what's that smell? Um, play. that's already taken. Um, you uh, no, it's okay. If it's if I'm gonna pick it, it's because I it's because it's terrible. Um, <laughs> that is the point of the wheel. Dang it. Um. Screw it. Let's just wait. Santa Slay. You know, I was just, I'm just gonna pick Santa Slay because like it's Chris. It's almost Christmas, guys. It's almost Christmas. 
Yay! Um, plus, I really, really, really want to talk about Santa's sleigh. Oh, you've sold me. You've sold me. I'm in. All right. Let me just share real quick. Okay, Zach can go. see it for proof. There's a lot of ads. Ignore. Um, oh. Wait, where did that window go? Okay. Hold on. There we go. Okay, you know what? Never mind. It's gone. All right. So we got Santa sleigh, Gili, and Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's um, a, first of all, I grew up on Super Mario Bros., so that's that's going to be interesting, Zach. Good call. <laughs> all right, here we go. And spin. Oh, boy. Alex, it's Geely. <laughs> oh, oh, I was scared of that. that. Dang it. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, Dang it. I am so sorry, but I once again, I want, I just, I want to tell you this is in this movie, and it's it's only because there's so many insane things in this oh, movie. Oh, I remember what the other movie was. Oh, okay, it what? was Reign of Fire. That's I, not, I have not heard about, curiosity. about that. That's, I mean, it's not great, but it is a curiosity, more than, and more than I would say a bad movie. It's not bad. I see. Uh, at least so in Zealy's my... going on the wheel. Okay, so, okay, again, I just want to say that in this movie... While Ben Affleck is cutting the thumb off of a corpse with a plastic knife, Justin Bartha is standing behind him as a mentally challenged person singing, I like big butts and I cannot lie. This is I an like actual big scene. Booties and I cannot lie. Like no, like, no, like a mentally challenged person, Chris. It's okay. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You, <laughs> I can't believe you tried. God, why are you That's a direct quote? That is a direct quote from Geely. That is like you know how I'm good at impression. <clears throat> okay. You are all in right. Treat. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? On the bad wheel as it stands right now. Oh, oh my God. Okay. The last Airbender. All right. Down since day one. The mm. Watcher. Oh, God, I'm sorry. The Wicker Man. Nicholas Cage's The Wicker Man. That would be fun. Uh, Doom, D-O-O-M. Uh, okay. Master of Disguise. Oh, my gosh. North. Oh, please. Okay. Dragon Ball Evolution. Okay. I'm going to go back to that. Howard the Duck. Okay. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Ouch. Please. That would be fun, dude. That would be so much fun. Freaked. Wow, freak. That's right. And because it just landed on uh, HBO, apparently, toys. So we had to put it back God. on the wheel. Dude, toys. Oh, my God. Toys is a Christmas movie. I, we have I not legit. spun these wheels in a while. I was um, <clears throat> asking the universe for toys. Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. That would be amazing. Write that in. Because it's not saved. This is a good list. I like this <clears throat> list. Um, Dungeons and Dragons is still on there. I can't wait for you to see that, Zach. Okay. Birdemic Shock and Terror. Fun movie. Fun, fun movie. And finally, Teen Wolf. Yay, Teen Wolf. Three. One of these, one oh, of these is getting picked. 
<laughs> and we are going to have to watch it. <laughs> just screen share again. Yes, you do. <laughs> We're going to have to watch one of these movies. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Go for it. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Spin. Oh my god. 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 Oh, my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Ladies and gentlemen, the next movie. <laughs> the next movie. I my stomach just sank. The next movie we will be reviewing on the Master Movie Podcast. Freaked. Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> Oh my god, you guys. Oh my Alex god. wins again. Could I, could it, dude, what a perfect movie for Peter to come on and talk about this. Oh. <laughs> Zach, I think Zach's having a heart attack. Okay, so, 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 Chris, you want to talk about disgusting? Well. Oh, oh, oh dear god. <laughs> this is going to get really gross. Uh. <laughs> Alex Winter? Dude, this to me is not a bad movie, but I think that there are things about it that are bad. Mr. T? Well, Mr. T and Keanu Reeves. Oh my gosh, this character's name is Ricky Coogan. This is going to be great. Chris, you don't don't know. Okay, so um, this is a comedy. This is a silly slapstick comedy. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's... um, it's kind of a horror movie at times, uh, and um, it's very dated. So a lot of the jokes are from the era. Um, well, I would say 25% of the jokes are like pop culture jokes that you would need to know of the time to kind of get. Where- I am looking at its box office. That's a bomb. Yes, it is a bomb. I'm going to get into the story of this. I can't wait to get into the story of this. This is actually something... This is this was the movie I would have started my first episode of a uh, now-defunct podcast that I was going to start. I may start it one day. But the it was to just sort of pick cult movies that I felt needed to get a second like like review of. Since then, it's got a great cult following. Um, yeah, this is a... This is okay. So since twenty five percent of the jokes are dated, the rest I would say the humor is genuinely funny. Keanu Reeves plays a dog man. There, William Sadler is in there. There's a lot of people from the Bill and Ted movies. Alice Winter I think is genuinely good at times. The the physical comedy is great. There's a couple of jokes that I legit to this day still say. But this is a movie I grew up with. I want you guys to remember this. This is a movie that around the ages of ten to twelve I would watch on TV. Wait, Alex. Yes. Where can I watch this? Oh, I believe you can watch it for free on YouTube. <laughs> oh, wait, look. there it is. I found it. Free? I got it. Up. I found it. Yep, I found it. Oh my god, <laughs> I was scared for a second. <laughs> I didn't want to let you down, but I was like, I looked on. I looked on Tubi. I'm like, oh, no, wait, it's not on Tubi. Wait a second. Something's wrong here. Google's not listing anywhere else. Uh, this is Blu-ray quality, guys. Oh, my God. I, I have it on 
the <laughs> I have it maybe it's an hour it's an hour and twenty minutes, so it's not that long. I have it yeah, I'm seeing this. Yeah. yeah, this is disgusting. I love it. Oh, my God. This is going to be so much fun, you guys. I think it deserves to be on the bad wheel for me because I've seen it before. I hope you guys don't think it's a bad movie. This is one of my personal, like, legit favorites. This is what most people would consider, like, guilty pleasures. For me, a guilty pleasure is something else. I genuinely like this movie. I'm going to uh, be honest. Watching this opening credits is giving me, like, epilepsy. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> the 90s, bro. Yeah, uh, that's not a good thing, Alex. <laughs> the movie is... Yeah, like... it's not... Han- YouTube's compression is not handling it. Oh, my God. Okay, I am not going any further than that, the first 10 seconds. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, God, this is going to be crazy. You guys are either going to love or hate this, and I'm going to love it. I think... I think Something tells me I'm going to end up, like... How I came, how I came out of uh, like, <laughs> fuck? I feel like I'm gonna walk out of this the same way I did for uh, Venom, which I look back on very differently after watching Spider-Man Three. I um, don't know what to compare this. To. Um, like I'm, I feel like I'm gonna come out of this and not know what I just saw. Riccio. I think the closest thing I can compare it to is Riccio. But the horror version? No, it's not a really a horror movie. It's a comedy, but the it's effects are very disgusting and gross and there are some like horror-ish elements to it like the lighting and stuff like that but its intention is to be a comedy 110 percent gotcha anyway um (laughs) so there you go everyone i'm excited and these guys are leery that's how this episode ends alex Alex, i will say it was dangerously it was tucked neatly Freaked was between toys and hard ticket to Hawaii, and it was dangerously close to toys. I think that I think it broke even then because I really wanted toys, and I know you wanted hard ticket, and it was like free. But like, I tell you, I, this, Peter Peter loved this movie, and he watched it recently, so he would certainly love to come on for this, and I would love to watch it again with my brother. I love this movie. Um, I think <laughs> I I know you guys are leery about this, but like come in with whatever. Whatever opinions you want, don't worry. I don't care. I'm not going to argue with it. This is a weird movie. But just remember, it's a weird movie that's trying to make you laugh. A lot of passion and time went into just being different. So that's it. Like, that's all I want you to know. Have <sighs> open heart how different and weird it is. And, um, yeah. Fun. So there you have it, everyone. We are doing Freaked next episode. Zeely is on the wheel now. Yes! Oh, God, I won this week for you. I really won this week. I, I you really... won the last few wheel spins. Like, you've gotten your way. I gotta be honest. I've had a good end of the year. My second half of 2020 has been pretty great. If this jinxes it, I'm fine. Give it away. <laughs> I got a great end of the year, man. Like, this pandemic sucks. Uh, it really does. But uh, my 2020 has been, like, fucking all right, I guess. I, this means that, like, two years from <sighs> now, crap for me. I know it bores Zach, but that's what makes it better. <laughs> no, I'm actually just, like, I'm actually just, like, tired. Not gonna okay. lie. Dude, I have to get so, up at five. So, like, yeah. <laughs> go to bed! Alright, so there you go, everybody. We're doing Freak next episode. We may not live to see it, but I'm sure it'll make great audio. So, there you go, everyone. See you guys next time. Take care. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye, homies.